Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode from me, Kara Burrell, on this Nuance Hill YouTube channel, and also part of my new podcast called the Mormon History Hoedown. Well, I'm in a new location today. I have some very special friends joining me for this episode about all the reasons that Tim Ballard is like a cult leader. And I have brought receipts, I have brought a slideshow, but I have also brought Shalise and Jonathan from Cults to Consciousness. Hey. hey. So, Thanks for including us, Kara. Yes. Yeah, I'm about to go do a uh, collab over on their channel that'll be out soon enough on Brigham Young and the Willie and Martin Handcar companies. So make sure to follow Cults to Consciousness. Their uh, link should be down in the description box below. So I'm down in Los Angeles this week and they are kind enough to do this video with me. I have prepared a bunch of fun stuff, but I wanted to get some other people's reactions and do this as a live stream. Yeah. So thanks for joining me, guys. Yeah, of course. Yes, and I'm going to do my best to do the switcher board thing. It's live <laughs> edit. But yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're doing this live because I am excited to have a lot of your comments on screen. We uh, are accepting super chats and if uh, you want to get your comment right on screen, that's a great way to support this channel and make sure that everyone is subscribed. You know all the buttons. I don't need to bore you with the details. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do this intro without sounding like one of those millennials who's like, so I did a thing. <laughs> like <laughs> there, I, I, there's a thing that was done. So I have been watching a lot of the Tim Ballard coverage lately. The uh, former founder CEO of Operation Underground Railroad, and a lot has been said on the internet, and I thought, how can I best effectively communicate what I think needs to be communicated? And I kind of want to do a, a long-standing 10,000-foot view of whatever comes out about the new sexual allegations um, from seven operatives that worked for him. Whatever goes in the future, I hope that this video will stick around forever because of what I'm going to present today, okay? I know a little bit about it. I know you guys did your your collaboration on it, um, but I, I'm spe I'm specifically coming from like the layman's perspective. I wanted like as if you were explaining to a kindergartner, like catch me up to speed and then take me through where we're ultimately. I kind of know where you want us to go, and I'm looking forward to you letting the the people know. But how we're gonna get there? Yeah, ask yeah. all the questions that you want, and I want everyone to play devil's advocate. You guys can do that as well. If anything doesn't make sense, you can stop me, and I can clarify. I'm trying to be the world's biggest expert on Tim Ballard right now, so she's doing a great job. What I was basically just gonna say is, who is Tim Ballard, and why should we care? For people who don't know who he is, perfect question for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> who Tim Ballard is is, like I said, founder of the nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad. He is a very famous Mormon, and recently he was denounced by his church that he has sold books for, done speaking engagements for, has an enormous amount of faith and following inside the LDS church or the Mormon church. And uh, for many years, people have criticized the way that Operation Underground Railroad has conducted their sting operations to save children who are being trafficked, especially in foreign countries. And I'm going to get into the, the reasons why those criticisms are valid mm -hmm. and kind of what his responses are of how he sex traffics, like ends the sex trafficking of kids versus how the experts do it and what those criticisms are. So uh, stick with me towards the end on that. And it's important because I want to reduce harm in the world and 
there is such thing as as trafficking of adults and minors and horrific things really do go on in the world and if we want to end that practice how can we as people be the best educated on how that 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 is achieved that happier mm -hmm. place for all of us to to feel safe that our kids are not going to just be picked up by a stranger and trafficked into the jungles of Colombia and and the only way to save it is is through somebody kind of playing Rambo who's who's led and guided by a psychic to the location that missing children are at so or not at or not at exactly so uh, I think it's because we care so much about this topic and it is a horrific issue but miss information can actually do more harm to the victims that we would all hopefully want to uh, you know avoid ever being victims in the first place to trafficking and actually get them out of the circumstances that they're in yes that are, that are these nightmare circumstances so education is uh, a, a, a really important topic for this video and helping people understand why there's there's no big conspiracy here that there's just like some some global elites from their really pretty studio in Los Angeles with their friends who are <laughs> who who talk about cults constantly Colts constantly. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the new spinoff. I, I feel like you have done so much research. Every time we talk to you, you're like in your laboratory, just like we've been. I've been up for eight hours doing everything I can Going to to paywalls. know this guy in and out. <laughs> yeah, and it's again. There's this perception that because Tim has purposely politicized this issue, that it's like oh, members of like the media or the left or the elites or there's people who don't like me and they're part of this entire X group. And once you get into that groupthink and that tribalism that anyone who opposes me mm -hmm. is part of something that you need to be fearful of and the reasons that their criticisms aren't valid uh, is that's the, you're getting into cult-like territory where yeah. people are not allowed to, to kind of steel man the opposition of, well, what are their arguments? What are you not doing correctly? Can I actually think for myself? And are there valid criticisms to the way that OUR has run their operations because if we all as a human race care about ending something as horrific as trafficking, Tim, do you have the absolute best solution on how to do it? Do you really? Because mm -hmm. we all want to end it. How should we trust you? What have we put our trust in? Where's this money going? Mm -hmm. Is it actually being funneled and allocated to the right places? Or is this a lot more about something else? Something else entirely than what the donors think that, that that sure. have donated money to, to support ending this horrific thing. Yeah, and I think it just is the persecution complex too. We see it a lot in Mormonism and it's also a cult leader thing like, oh, I'm being so persecuted and that's how you know that I'm doing the right thing because Satan is trying to take me down or whatever it is, religious beliefs that kind of feed into that rhetoric. So I think that's a part of it and we're gonna get into his personality in a little bit. But another reason why this whole Tim Ballard thing even became relevant was because some information came out that he was falsely using one of the the president of the Quorum of the Twelve in the Mormon Church, using his name to bolster up some of his things and saying, oh no, this is sanctioned by or approved by or what's a better word, um, supported by Ballard, the other Ballard. What's his name? M. Russell Ballard. M. Russell Ballard. No relation. The Twelve Apostles. <laughs> no relation, but he is very high up in the Mormon Church, and so using that name in Utah to get a whole bunch of money and all these donors for O U R has been 
it's been happening for years and the LDS church recently came out and they were like, actually, we're not affiliated. We don't want anything to do with him. We think he has some immorality going on. They use something about the moral standards of him. There's speculation, speculation from some sources, which we cannot confirm right now on the live, that have said that he has been excommunicated from the Mormon church. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because he was or have, have we confirmed he's running for office or was that still a, we think he was running for office for U.S. Senate? I think it's a smokescreen personally because he said that in years prior. Okay. So we'll see. Well, it seems like that's why it became relevant all of a sudden because we heard that he was running for the U.S. Senate um, for the, the seat in Utah and was going, his plan was to basically take over an office and convert people to Mormonism and it's this whole big thing and everyone's like wait this sounds weird and he's using the church and and then the church excommunicates him or distances themselves from him and he's just all up in a rage like that's not true that statement was provided by someone who wasn't actually in the church and even though we know that it did come from the church so there's a lot of pushback that's happening right now and that's why he kind of became relevant and now so many other things are coming forward, like the sexual abuse allegations within his own staff members and the fraudulent ways that he's going about ending sex trafficking, which again, for the hundredth time disclaimer, we are not for sex trafficking or trafficking of any kind. We want to see it ended and we want to support organizations who are doing that. However, what we are pointing out is that OUR is doing it in not the best ways as Kara will be showing us through companies who actually do it the right way and he's from our last video that we did together it seemed like the whole point of OUR and multiple other companies was not to end sex trafficking just because he wants to be a good human it's because he wants to funnel it into this bigger picture which is himself and propping up himself so that was the whiteboard meeting. We talked about it in our previous. I don't know if we're going to get into that or not. There's a lot to go over. But I just kind of wanted to point out why Tim Ballard is all of a sudden in the news. If people are like, well, who's this guy and why is it important? I, I know for me, I had never even heard of him until that movie came out. And all of a sudden... Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. All of a sudden, it seemed like he had this legion of, of followers who were like steadfast. And if you were to say anything wrong about this guy, anything wrong about him... Um, you're you're for sex trafficking exactly and that that's what so when you guys did that co-live and, and you did tackle um, you know the what the whiteboard like it, obviously we're all for we're all anti traffic uh, we're all for anti trafficking but it was like there were some people in the comments that it's like they needed the, the disclaimer and, and it was just <laughs> like yeah no so I do love that point that we're which is what we're gonna get into which is like no there's trafficking the way he does it and then there's trafficking the way experts do it and yeah. even in that thumbnail that you have with him with the fbi garb that's him undercover yeah. that's guys. him undercover this yeah is not so. a halloween costume yeah <laughs> stick with me i have so many things nobody else has shown you on the internet if you've watched every tim ballard thing i guarantee no one's gonna no one's got it like Kara does today uh but no seriously there's a lot of things that i've gotten behind the paywall over at rod meldrum's website the book of mormon evidence conference and a lot of important things and i need to lay it out in kind of a structure to help you understand because um this video is going to be a little bit different with everything being said about that's the kind of background this video i really need it to uh, stand forever as an important call out of the ways that Mormons especially and Tim Ballard fans especially believe 
and the kind of infallibility of their leaders when they are allowed to put up, put up some type of smokescreen about the, the work that they do for children. And I have watched so, so many videos and feel very qualified to kind of bring you this, this presentation and take you through a couple thought exercises. And I also have some really good sources. You don't have to believe me, but I believe my sources on the sexual misconduct, to say it nicely, the exploitation that Tim Ballard uh, kind of forced these female operatives into that um, I think is really important that not a lot of people are talking about. Even though people have watched Eric Mustos's video, you've seen me talk about it on my last live stream, um, and uh, Word Radio and other people have been have been dancing around certain issues. Um, but that combined with the knowledge of what my sources are telling me um, that have spoken to several of the women that have been abused by Tim Ballard, we really need to get into the specifics and what that means and what the combination of a many, many different exploitive grooming tactics mm -hmm. Tim Ballard has employed, what that actually means and what it is going to take for people right now, maybe on the fence, wherever you stand on how you feel about Tim Ballard, to bare minimum at least stop defending him until you listen to the evidence mm -hmm. before the women ever tell their stories tim ballard fans mormons people who actually want to get at the truth there is a lot of truth to be discovered right now that people i don't know are you guys busy did you guys not know that lynn packer has been making these videos and doing these op-eds on tim ballard for decades and not decades but for years <laughs> that there's there's a lot of uh, evidence that's already supporting the nefarious actions of Tim Ballard and the women and their accusations are just another thing on top of that and I kind of want to take you through some thought exercises so that if and when these women are brave enough to stand up and say they present their evidence that hopefully the public will understand the what I like to call the jet fuel that is kind of already in the tank of how much fraud and how many types of manipulation tactics Tim Ballard has already used this us versus them. I work for you know ending sex trafficking. I work for the kids. Anyone who is against me wants to tear down that movement because of all these politicized reasons. Just to put all of that aside for a second and just bare minimum withhold uh, you know accusing these women of working for the global elites, accu accusing the women uh, without any evidence of who they are for having bad intent. Mm -hmm. Because if you knew how much has gone on in Tim Ballard's past, don't care how big of a fan you are of OUR, people have to reckon with this information. You have to engage with the facts. You have to engage with the actual evidence as it is, or else why are we asking these women to come forward if people are already putting their head in the sand? Yeah, and one more point to note before we get into your amazing slides is that he was taken out of his own company, out of OUR. So I feel like that's a really big point to make is that OUR is actively trying to do better and Kara's gonna get into this more, but they literally removed him from the company. So that alone has to say something. Absolutely. Uh, so any other things before we get into this? Let's get into it. All right. So as many of you know, last week, there was a press conference where these women gathered and underneath this attorney, Suzette, I forgot her last name already, Rasmussen. 
And this uh, headline says, women accused Tim Ballard of spiritual manipulation, grooming, and sexual misconduct. So right off the bat, do not try to sweep those under the rug. You don't have to believe, you know, you can think that they're, you know, need to present their evidence first, but I cannot let, especially so many, so many Mormons and uh, podcasters in that, in that space, not engage with what the allegations are and what Tim Ballard is being accused of, because we need to know what he is capable of to really understand the accusations for what they are. So keep those three words in mind, groomed and sexual exploitation and spiritual abuse spiritual abuse so we have spiritual manipulation grooming and sexual misconduct okay so i am trying to not do a th the millennial thing where i say i did a thing but i did a thing <laughs> she did many things guys. i did a couple things so starting it off on september 28th at 8 15 mountain time pro lds podcasters word radio played recent clips of tim ballard they discussed the allegations brought forward by an attorney representing seven former our operatives under an anonymous account, I asked a what if question in a super chat based on all the information I've been given by credible sources and recorded their reactions. This is, I'm talking Cardinalis, uh, Brad Whitbeck, and Jonah something or other, and also Cardin's wife, Brittany, in this particular live stream of Ward Radio where they are discussing the evidence that 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 day and I'm gonna get into what I asked and how important it is okay so stick with me I don't know if my what if question will be proven factually true as the women come forward and reveal their evidence of sexual exploitation and spiritual manipulation by Tim Ballard but if I am correct I want this clip to stand up forever as evidence that Ward Radio because of their biases in favor of Tim Ballard while claiming they have none prohibited them from truly seeing a fraud and sexual abuser in their midst. I want to expose the lack of understanding many Mormons have as the initial, as to the initial fraud that we're dealing with in Tim Ballard and so many others. It's like they don't know how much jet fuel is in the tank and how far that fraud can take a man. So far, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to be clear, you're in the middle of all of your Tim Ballard research and you go to this this Radio Mormon. Is that what they're Ward Radio? It's called Ward Radio. Pro Ward, Mormon Podcast. Ward Radio. So you go on their live stream and then you go on an anonymous account and then you ask them a, a what if question. Mm hmm Okay. And this is and this question that we're gonna get into is a question that you want to be the beacon that stands with the whole point of this video and where you're gonna take us to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Thank you for clarifying. I pose this what if question that the Mormon men of Ward Radio think is totally impossible. That so many things can't be true at once or else Tim Ballard wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning because he would be such an evil man. Right. If it turns out that is the case of what I, what if to them, I wanna have this video to be a wake up call so that m many Mormons and Tim Ballard supporters can't identify fraud, can't think big enough to interact with the facts, and that it it's just gonna be, it's devastating to members in their own community. Utah itself it has the highest per capita rates of fraud among Mormon to Mormon. Interesting. Yeah, mm. 
and it's been studied like that for years. It's been a problem in the church for years. Apostles have talked about it for years and that there's all kinds of fraud. There's MLMs, but all the way- MLMs for but, sure. <laughs> but Ponzi schemes and that anytime somebody calls me an anti-Mormon, I'm like, I want Mormonism to be a healthier place to belong to. Yeah. And it helps by identifying the systems that you're in, that your brain is kind of immune to because it's the waters you swim in, or you think that the people who in my tribe, they couldn't, they couldn't be this delirious or they couldn't be yeah. this evil. It happens all the time, but every time it happens, it's almost like people just have amnesia and they forget. And this is a really important one because we are dealing with, if, if Tim Ballard is so serious about, uh, about ending this horrific crime of sex trafficking, which it is, and, and these women have possibly been abused and hurt within it, and people have uh, given millions and millions and millions of dollars to something. This is a giant deal because we need to know going forward as a culture, and I think Mormons themselves need to know, what should I be looking for and what kind of signs have I been missing so that I don't find you know fall and become susceptible to things like this again. So yeah. I just want this video to kind of be a wake up call if it if things turn out the way that I think that they might. Yeah, quick point I wanna add for those who aren't familiar, within Mormon culture, it's incredibly common for the superiority complex to blindly make you trust people. So growing up Mormon, it was like, oh, they're Mormon, invite them over. Oh, they're Mormon, yeah, you can trust them with your business. Now, of course, people are gonna have some sort of common sense, but there is that very, very heavy undertone of, if they're Mormon, you can trust them. And so I think that's where a lot of this is coming from with Ward Radio. And what we're trying to point out is when they see this Mormon guy who seems to be doing hero's work and he's doing all these great things, they're like, is it even possible that he sexually abused these women? Is it possible? And the point we're trying to make is absolutely just because someone has a certain religious belief that does not negate them from being a bad person or doing bad things. So that's kind of... Yeah the main point that we wanted to get across. Yeah. And also that superiority complex, that's among all cults, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wish that they would move from cults to consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That was good. Uh, quick super chat. Do you think it is possible there will be a schism in Mormonism caused by the Ballardites? There's been a lot of talk about what we're gonna call them and the Ballardites <laughs> sounds something like I don't know sounds kind of like balls or something I guess that fits but do I think that there will be a schism caused by the Ballardites um I think that well because of the evidence that I'm going to share right now I think that it would only be the most irrational of irrational types of Mormons who would follow Tim Ballard down his rabbit hole mm -hmm. and break off from Mormonism because the evidence that I am staking my life on is correct and eventually will be coming out will be so convincing that you are only going to attract a small, small subsection of Mormons that it might not even be worth, Relevant. worth schismizing for. <laughs> but thank you for the super chat. Here's, here's some other intel that I have, okay? This, was, this is really painful, so buckle in. We're gonna have some trigger warnings as well coming up. These women are majority Mormon women. These women are embarrassed. They don't want their Mormon wards or anyone knowing that they got played like this. 
two are suicidal. They deserve to have justice and be able to speak out, but they're in a prison of guilt they shouldn't be in. It's just a tale as old as time. I want them and others to be able to know this is bigger than them and release that shame and be able to move on knowing Tim Ballard is a predator, not a hero. So how many cult stories have you guys talked to where people just, they didn't even know what they were supposed to have consent for. And then yeah. you, you just feel stupid. You were like, how could I have not known that? And you're in a environment and in a culture and a religious culture of so much shame people in Mormonism, I need you guys to recognize that the things that Tim Ballard is accused of doing are so serious that women who have been manipulated, put yourself in their shoes. How easy is it for you to just stand up and say, yeah, this happened to me. No shame. Cause I was completely groomed and manipulated. No true victims. It's yeah. very complex. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, most cults, it's, it's a classic case of you don't know what you don't know. So um, when you're born into a cult, that the, literally your reality is being painted by the people around you. So um, there's a lot that goes into breaking free from that mentality. But then on top of that, you put all this abuse. And um, I mean, the same people that are feeding you, this is, how, this is what reality is. They're also the ones that are causing you the most harm. And in a way, they're the ones that are the closest to you and that love you. So that that's um, it's tough to reconcile that and to. I know you all you often say that it takes um, something detrimental to happen to someone to truly wake up and go. Mm -hmm. I need to take a look at this whole reality mm -hmm. and what's been happening to me. Yeah, and Kara, you're asking which cults have we seen this happen in? Literally every single one of them, because. Even if you look at Scientology, for example, that's the first thing that came to mind. We've had Claire Headley on. She was literally reporting to David Miscavige, one of the highest ranks that you could possibly be, and she saw him consistently physically abusing, throwing people around the room, and he's supposed to be closest to clear, right? He's like the leader of Scientology, and it took her a really long time to process the fact that oh, he's just a regular guy doing horrible things, and I was going along with it because you're conditioned, better word is groomed, to believe that the leader can do no wrong. We see it in every single cult. Every cult leader has manipulated their entire following, and they have groomed their entire following to think that they are just high up on a pedestal and they can't do any wrong. So when you have someone such as Tim Ballard, this is my personal opinion, who is seemingly doing the hero's work, saving children. He's in great standing with the Mormon church. He even has the apostles' approval, right? Apparently. And he's telling these Mormon women, yeah, he said it's fine. The apostle endorses this. Someone wrote endorse in the comments. That's what I was looking for. He's endorsing this. So everything's great. So that's the spiritual manipulation. That's the grooming. And of course, it's going to be extremely difficult for these women to really see it for what it is, which is just plain abuse. And they are being manipulated to such a degree on so many levels that it's really hard for anyone who hasn't been in that situation in a cult environment, high control group environment, to comprehend what's actually going on. And so, of course, they're embarrassed. And also... <laughs> It could mean social suicide yeah. for them. The ramifications of leaving this reality yeah. is a big deal. You lose your family. You get shunned in the case of the yeah, Amish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so there's a lot more at stake for these women and I don't I'm sure there's going to be people saying, "Well, why didn't they come forward sooner?" You just really have to put yourself in the mindset of a victim, a survivor of someone who's been through this because they're still probably unraveling all of the ways in which they were groomed to be assaulted because it's not always the case and we're seeing this over and over again and I don't want to ramble too long because I know you have a lot to get through. (laughs) This is really good. Um, This is the most important part, yeah. Okay, so it's really common for people to think of assault as violent and they're screaming and pushing back and all of that, which absolutely that happens. But so many of the times, these victims are groomed in a way to where there is no struggle. They are being coerced into doing things that they're not comfortable with, but it's not like they're screaming and saying, no, stop, get away. And it's not always so cut and dry when it comes to assault. And so I just have to point that out that that's something that's going to be at play here. I can guarantee it when the victims come forward and tell their stories and some people are going to try and discredit them and say, no, they chose to do that. They chose to go along with it. They chose to be a part of these operations. But we have to understand grooming is such a big part of this. What was that stat that we figured out uh, during the Masterson trial about um, the women that are, are sexually assaulted, like 95% of them or some some staggering number? It was uh, like not only did they know them, but they just like uh, just let it happen because of the fear of. uh, Right. Well, there's also trauma responses. Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. I would guess that in the case of Tim Ballard, it's more of a fawn response because they feel like they're doing something great. They're becoming part of a cause. And in reality, they're just being extremely taken advantage of. Yeah. 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 And I want to get into that a little bit more as well. Thank you also, Wendy, for the super chat, Joseph Smith Smith (laughs) 2.0. So back to this one. So like I said, there's there's a lot going into the jet fuel. I want you to think of things in terms of how much jet fuel is in a fraudster's tank and how far can that take a person to go? And you can't really know, you're gonna say things are just too crazy, that's impossible, that's too evil for a man to do if you don't understand what has already happened before any of these women came forward or else it's going to look like, oh, this is just another Russell Brand and Elon Musk and they're just taking out all of the guys who play for our team. Stop being so uh, politically divisive because that is what Tim Ballard wants you to do And if we're talking about what a cult leader looks like, you need to start, first of all, by weighing out the evidence and not following what the cult leader's playbook is for you to just start dismissing that evidence, okay? So the alleged victims of Tim Ballard and anyone who has supported Tim Ballard or OUR deserve to know the full story, but most won't even start with what we do know. So what do we know, Kara? What do we know? <laughs> so let me start with the this clip from Ward Radio to kind of introduce, because I uh, need to show you guys the the shifting kind of narrative around the pro Mormon side, and and it'll make sense in a second. All right. 
today may be a little bit like that. There's plenty of intelligent, reasonable, and kind people who are going to reserve judgment in this whole thing until all the facts are presented, but they represent, unfortunately, an extreme minority, at least here on YouTube and on social media. Okay. Everyone else has an axe to grind. There's some people who have engaged in hero worship of Tim or of the Brethren or of any of these organizations. And regardless of Tim's guilt or innocence being proven, an attack on Tim seems to be an attack on them, they perceive it. It's almost like a fictionalized persona of Tim Ballard has become some kind of golden calf and that kind of hero worship is wrong. Conversely, dude, sound of freedom derangement syndrome is real. Okay, Trump derangement syndrome is real. Church derangement syndrome is real, okay? And the proximity of all of this negative coverage to Tim Ballard's rising star in some conservative circles in association with um, some more conservative politicians cannot be overlooked, right? So tonight we're going to do something really interesting. I'm, and nobody else is doing this, okay? I'm going to tell you everything I have gleaned in the past seven days or six or seven days of research. I wanted to start off with this Ward Radio clip because everything I'm going to talk about kind of centers around this clip from Cardin on their video from a couple days ago. Again, this is the day that the women had their attorney speak out at the Capitol in Utah and read a statement about these, these allegations about what he has done and the conduct that Tim Ballard, uh, you know, is, is responsible for. So as Cardin points out here, he is in this video entitled Tim Ballard Update 5, Everything We Know. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because there are people out there who are pretending that they want to share the most amount of information and they want to be as unbiased as possible. And Cardin goes on to, to say some a lot more nuanced things than his program has in the past. And even his own comment section is right now says things like, whoa, looks like you guys have drank the Kool-Aid of women's lib and things, Yikes. the most extreme uh, response and pushback from his very conservative Mormon audience for, for even just some more nuanced things. Because as I'll get into, Cardin has talked to people that he respects and trusts who have talked to these women. And as he goes on to say, the things that I have gleaned from what they said, they believe the women, and I don't know what to do with that. So starting baseline on a video entitled, Everything We Know, I think they're also being very unfair with, with trying to reserve as much of the kind of intense cult-like dirtiest of details of the the pain the sacrifices that these women have made and the manipulations that they're talking about they want to they want to kind of move the goalposts to talk more about the procedural aspects and how the church handled this and this video is to get down to the no like let's look this right in the face of what are we actually talking about here okay and so as cardin says sound of freedom derangement syndrome is real when you start like that on one hand trying to say that we're gonna go about this as unbiased as possible. We don't wanna put Tim Ballard on a pedestal. You are giving your audience though, a giant reason to check out when you say that sound of freedom, derangement syndrome, Trump derangement syndrome, you know. Religious. Religious people who just hate on the Mormon church just to hate on it is real. Two things can be true at once. People can have really harsh criticisms, 
Some might be true. Some might be things that you disagree with. But if you cannot steal man, you do not know what those arguments are, as I'm going to get into. What is the derangement syndrome, Cardin? What is the problem? What are people's actual arguments against the Sound of Freedom movie? Because you just gave your audience a giant reason to check out because anybody who doesn't suddenly like the Sound of Freedom movie, that has been a gigantic selling point of Tim Ballard going on Fox News and saying, mm. well, if certain people don't like it, you know that we're winning, you know that we're doing it right, but what are the oh, reasons that they don't the like it? What, is the, what are the reasons, right? So on a video entitled, you know, Everything We Know, I don't think that he's once steel manned those who oppose the sound of freedom and looked at the misleading statements on its poster or what the film is based on, which is not a true story as it says that it is when, um, if, if he's saying that hero worship is real, why haven't so many, why is it up to the ex Mormon podcasters who are trying to talk about these things? It's not because I just have, I have nothing but time to kill because anyone who's Mormon, I'm just like, mm, laser beam, what did they do that's bad? It's because Mormonism needs to become a healthier place to belong to. And if the Mormons won't do the work, it's up to you know, cult of <laughs> consciousness and, and Mormon stories. You can disagree with you know a lot of the opinions we have, or you think that we're, we're one way or the other, that you wouldn't say things the way you are, but it is the responsibility apparently of ex-Mormons to help push that ball forward to make Mormonism a healthier place to belong to because the Tim Ballard fans aren't are, are, are enabling behavior. Pro-Mormon podcasters are enabling certain behavior by just obfuscating and moving this, this goalpost to tell you to look at other places without mm -hmm. actually engaging with what we know right now. This is my speculation. I don't think he can be completely honest about everything because like you just mentioned, his comments were full of people who were upset that he was even just relaying the news of these allegations. And so if he were to, or any of them, if they were to be really truly honest about what's going on and even for a second, maybe briefly say, I wonder if this has anything to do with the climate of Mormonism, they would be crucified by their audience. And so my guess is they're trying to be as unbiased as far as their audience goes as possible to create less waves. And another thing is the problem with ex-Mormons or former Mormons or whoever, apostates, relaying this information is it's automatically seen as not credible because we are apostates and because they tell everyone that we're led by Satan or whatever, even if it's someone who's never been a Mormon, they're saying, well, they're just on the outside. Again, it's the superiority complex to us versus them. Don't trust anything that doesn't come from a, a Mormon in good standing mm -hmm. because they're led by Satan. They don't know what they're talking about. And so it creates a lot of issues when it comes to people who are just trying to learn the truth. And so the thing with ex-Mormon podcasters specifically is we don't leave anything out. We're like, this is yeah. what's going on, guys. You're, you're more researched now as an ex-Mo than you were when you were actually a Mormon. Oh my goodness, please, yeah. So I think that's another part of the issue is we're so raw and real with the details that it comes across as unsavory and people automatically cringe and go, oh, I don't know, that sounds a little too crazy for me to believe. And so you really have to look at this from a perspective of just completely unbiased. I'm just going to look at uh, the facts. I'm going to, even if someone is incredibly passionate, which we all are, don't automatically demonize them because it sounds too crazy. Like just use your own brain 
and and look at the facts for yourself. Well, I think the big like one of the big pushbacks as an observer I saw with all of this was that Vice News was the one that was reporting on everything. And I know like John Mormon Stories did uh like they had some um, some of those the the people that reported mm-hmm. on but um yeah i guess like that's the big question is like how do we know that vice news is credible and, and why are they it seems like they were the only ones i think there was like uh, the desert news desert news desert which news. is church owned by the way lds church owned but why does it seem like they're the only ones coming after them so i think it felt as if it were a, a hit piece to use your words yeah mm-hmm. if it yeah. were fake news but they're getting all of their information from the documents that we're going to show today mm-hmm so yeah these are all excellent questions and every day new things come out it's fair to to ask questions and to speculate and to reserve judgment but there's just been a whole lot of just jumping in both feet first into the like this couldn't be camp and i want to talk about that in just a second that this this is just too crazy to believe and that has always led people down these this kind of gullible path to not see what's coming next so that somebody can kind of run in the back door and defraud them because you are just not looking at the overall like psychological landscape of somebody who thinks that he's like the Messiah, somebody who thinks that Jesus told him to run for Senate on right. October 10th. Somebody oh, I forgot who to thinks, mention that. That's kind of a big point. Yeah. there's You have to look at the overall psychological framework of somebody who has a God complex, a Messiah complex, who thinks that the ways that he is trying to save the world are ordained of God. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily specific to Mormonism. A lot of people around the world, especially cults, obviously, that you guys yeah. have talked to, many people in all different religions around the world believe certain things and messages are are the ways that the world should work and it all gets to be filtered through their brain. And it just calls into question, why do why do so many Mormons and, and OUR, Tim Ballard supporters, do they just suspend all, all disbelief that things could not be the ways that they think that they are? The way that mm-hmm. Tim has told him that, that sex trafficking worked, how he solves that problem, how he conducts himself. If you do not question and start with a, a, a little bit more skepticism that anybody is capable of lying to you, Nobody is immune to, to somebody taking over their entire mind and telling them that, that I speak for God. If you have been conditioned and groomed through certain types of, you know, religious beliefs over a lifetime, especially, mm-hmm. and through different, you know, political angles that, oh, just like those people coming after me, just like I told you that they would, so that I'm also allowed to sneak in the back door and, and commit these things because my scapegoat is what I, what I tell you, these people have oh always gosh, been waiting for point. me. So where do you, where do you get to apply the critical thinking that, oh man, if if there was a really deceptive cult leader and he was grooming and sexually exploiting women in the dozens, could he use this, this political scapegoat? Could he just hide behind the, uh, the, the big numbers, the inflated numbers, the narratives, the stories? Could he hide behind these things? so that nobody would believe that he would do that. You at mm-hmm. least need to accept that as a gigantic possibility because it's not the first time that Mormonism or not, that people in positions of power have done that. Yes. Can I add something? Go ahead. One of the ways that he is like a cult leader and you already said it, but I just want to really nail it home that they prep their people in advance to say, 
this is going to happen because I'm so great and I am going to be persecuted and are you going to stand with me? Are you going to be strong? I can't tell you the amount of people that we've yeah. interviewed. The first, the one that comes Keith to mind. Keith Ranieri. Oh, that too. Keith oh, Ranieri, yeah. Nexium. Keith Ranieri, that's a really Prime big one. example. Not even a religious cult, uh, a self-help cult, and he's in prison now. But the other one that came to mind is Daniela Mestanek-Young, who was from Children of God, where they were actually trafficking children and sex trafficking children. Like, it was... That so was the bad. mission statement of that cult. And wow. so she was being trafficked as a child, going out and performing and singing. And she posted something today, and I actually wanted to bring this up. She posted one of the issues with Sound of Freedom that she has. And she, by the way, just graduated from Harvard. She is literally a cult expert. That is her field of study. She says one of the problems with Sound of Freedom is that they completely misrepresent what child trafficking actually looks like. So when... When you think of child trafficking within the realm of Sound of Freedom, you think they are grabbed overnight, they're kidnapped, they are, I don't know, in a bunker somewhere, whatever it is, the conditions are horrible, and yes, all that is awful, and I'm sure it actually does happen. But for most of the time, and this is based on Daniela's research and understanding, is that it doesn't look like that at all. And so she said some of these kids who are trafficked are going to school, and when they see... Um, projections or illustrations of child trafficking within the sound of freedom context they're thinking that's not me <laughs> they have no representation of what it actually looks like to know that they're a victim themselves and that's really dangerous so when you have these um these cult leaders and this happened in her cult is what she mentioned that they were drilled constantly they would even actually do drills and pretend that the police mm -hmm. came and raided their and what happens if the police come are you going to tell them this 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 oh no we're not abused we're great we're happy and they would train them on how to respond if the police came and tried to rescue them and so right. and so they would tell them over and over we're not a cult we're not a cult we're not, and they would train them and so what we wanted to point out with tim is because of this superiority complex complex this god complex he is telling his followers already and the people who work for him like these women the really good chance they're going to come after me and so then when it happens they already know what to do because they've been groomed how to respond and how to react which is not reacting in a way that you normally would which is oh no what did he do it's he told me this was going to happen of course look here it is this is just proof that he was telling the truth exactly. that he's a, it validates. a, a prophet yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah twilight zone it. music should come in right now yeah like this seems like a black mirror episode like this is something that is it, it happens to other people it happens to you know the people that you interview on cults to consciousness but if i were still mormon it's like oh no i think of my church as some of the wisest smartest mm -hmm. well-educated phd could do no that, wrong could do no wrong so many people in tune with the spirit look at the great fruits mm -hmm. you don't believe that those types of things are happening here and when you have a very superstitious belief in mormonism that has a literal belief in in satan and and demonic forces it's fair to say that like you know what of course satan is going to want to stop anything that is done by a Mormon person, that is done by somebody who's trying to fight something that is so evil that Satan yeah. wants to continue. So so Mormons just have this built-in reason already outside of the things that Tim Ballard has kind of groomed and prepped his audience to, to disbelieve about when his actions uh, come to the surface. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely dangerous. And if we're bringing this all back around to, no, this is for, this video is, is to stand up for the women who are embarrassed right now, yeah. who are, who are sh very upset and afraid because of 
the following that Tim Ballard has. Go on any one of his Instagram posts right now, and I guarantee if there's a thousand comments saying, Tim, we support you, da, 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 how many of those people have ever looked at the evidence that we're going to talk about right now? How yeah. many have ever actually cared to dive in with a, a skeptical lens on this person that they follow and donate to? I mm -hmm. would say 0.00. .00. And if they do, it's just to, to, to go leave a comment like, Tim this told me to true. come here and tell you that you are all trying to persuade us to continue sex trafficking when that's what we're here to end, you yeah. demon, you know? <laughs> so it's it's about actually interacting with the information and instead of assuming the worst intentions from somebody who is actually has the best intentions for the problem that you and I should both be passionate about, mm -hmm. which is which is ending this trafficking, right? Yeah. yeah. So somebody else asked in the chat, I can't find it again. They asked if Kara shared the question that I asked Word Radio. No, that is what I want to leave to the end. So I'm going to share with you the question that I had an anonymous account and in their live stream, they have $10 of my money now. And <laughs> yeah, I wanted please, them to be able to read this on screen. Please replenish uh, Kara's super chat because it went to a good cause. <laughs> super chats are greatly appreciated and comments will be featured. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I did. I thought to myself, I'm like, should I pay $10 for the super chat? I was like, Worth I it. need, I just, speaking of cults of consciousness, I literally felt like, no, you guys, you guys are not getting it. You guys are not interacting with the facts. I, sorry to sound so condescending, but I'm like, I've listened, I've listened long enough. And my friend Carly, uh, uncertainly Carly, go follow her. She's fantastic too. And I'm just like, nope, you guys are not actually listening and interacting with the facts. And I literally felt like there's like this atmosphere where I'm just like, no, I'm going to punch down this atmosphere, pull you guys <laughs> up by the necks, and I want you to look at this possibility. I'm not saying that it's true. It can be pure speculation at that point. That's fine. But I want you to at least interact with, if you put the pieces together, what is Tim actually uh, accused of? What are the women yeah. actually alleging? Because you're not interacting with the severity of that. Yeah. And I need to you guys to look at this in the face and I want to record it. I want you guys to have that in a video. I want you guys to forget about it, but I'm going to make a video <laughs> where I'm going to share my question and I want it to stand up for all time because I believe with a high, high amount of certainty that if the women ever tell their stories, the question that I asked them that they said, impossible, not, not ever. No, Tim Ballard could not walk out of, I'll, I'll share the reaction with you. I want to save it till the end. Yeah. But if, if that's the type of reaction people have, because they just can't think big enough, I want that to stand forever as these women eventually tell their stories that this is the type of reaction you get from Mormon men. You get from a lot of people who are so trained to kind of with that, with, with even thinking, oh, I don't pedestalize this person, even still saying all the right things. I'm looking at the evidence, da, 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 da. Even still, they're not even recognizing their own biases mm. and not recognizing how much jet fuel is in that tank. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to see more proof? Yep. Okay. We're going to have to blast through this information. I'm going to introduce you to this concept I thought of last night called, and yet they did. Mm -hmm. So starting from the timeline of the initial church's denouncement, all over the internet, people like Jordan Page, very famous LDS YouTuber family comes out and says, no way, fake news. My church doesn't denounce people. And yet they did. Right. Tim Ballard screaming in front of the Boston monument, something evil's going on. They didn't, this didn't come from the church. And yet it did. <laughs> the church must have rushed their statement. They didn't have much time. And then we turn it, it turns out from uh, the 
journalist at Vice going on Mormon stories. They explained that they have had stories written on Tim Ballard for years. These these FOIA documents, these documents that are now available to the public, that they have been asking the church on this statement to 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 do their journalistic due diligence mm-hmm. to get a response from the church on what the relationship with Elder M. Russell Ballard is with Tim Ballard, no relation. And the, the church didn't scramble on this. It wasn't just created by one rogue PR guy who sent this out. So when they say the church didn't have much time, and yet we find out they did. Okay, but us Mormons aren't putting Tim Ballard on a pedestal, and yet Mormons do. I wish I could find the clip, but you can go look up on a Tommy on um crap, I can't remember his last name right now. Tommy, what's your last name? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> you can there's uh these two Mormon blonde women, Kathleen and June, I think. And there's been a viral video going around where they say that Tim Ballard must only be uh denounced by the church because the church is in bed with sex trafficking and they they look like they want to start a break-off schism so that's the farthest extremes but then you go to word radio and even when mormons are kind of trying their best i won't say all mormons there are plenty of people on reddit on the lds reddit who have been like whoa crazy that that guy did those things yeah i don't like him either and they they understand the fraud but i haven't seen anything from the people who actually make media Hmm. and inform the LDS population on certain topics, have they, have they actually honestly de-pedestalized Tim Ballard? I haven't seen it Mm -hmm. because like you were saying, they want to keep as much of their audience as possible. But like Cardin just, he he had this intro to this video and he's like, we delight in truth and we will go wherever the truth is. The truth shall shall set you free. And yet, Mormons do. They still are pedestalizing Tim Ballard. Yeah. Well, also, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that no one has done as much research as you, Kara. So they probably don't want to they probably don't want to say anything until they know for sure. And this woman has spent hours and hours and hours researching this and diving through archives of videos. And someone in the comments asked if Tim was actually charged with something. And he was charged. Right. The victims have charged him no the victims are just in their address uh in their statement through their attorney Mm. they just wanted to say that the allegations are true that they stand behind the allegations that they are the victims of the allegations that when tim ballard stepped down from the ceo position at operation underground railroad that those allegations of sexual misconduct those are those are true to their experience. Okay. And they, uh, when asked, the attorney said, like, well, you know, are the, are charges going to be filed? Is this going to go through the courts or anything? And she says the women are trying to rebuild their lives right now, and they'll tell their stories in due time. Kind of. Okay, that makes sense. So that speaks to them being embarrassed and not wanting to do anything publicly as far as filing charges. But since all this has come to light, because of all the recent Tim Ballard news, and people starting to find out that he was removed as CEO because of sex allegations, they're just saying, oh, yeah, that thing actually happened. Is that right? Is Mm -hmm. that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. And, again, there's so much Tim Ballard fanaticism that these women 
they were fanatics themselves. They're trying to say like, we work in their statement. They're like, we signed up to work for OUR because of our love and dedication to, to children around the world to save them. Yeah. And so that cannot be, this is not like a, a, a political hit job by some, some left-wing camp against a right-wing right. camp. When these are women who were probably on the exact same side as the, the most fanatic fans of Tim Ballard. Yeah. And, and yet, it just it begs the question, the most fanatic fan of Tim Ballard, what would it take, what evidence would it take for you to actually listen to somebody from your own side who believed believes all the same things that you did and that belief itself led them to be exploited? It begs the question, how do you not know that that you're not being exploited right now as well. Like your devotion, your following, your 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 comments, your support mm-hmm. of Tim Ballard, you're going into all the other comment sections of anyone who has evidence that they're talking about Tim Ballard and you're you're dropping all of these these insidious disgusting accusations of people like you and me that we yeah. want to keep sex trafficking alive and well as if Tim Ballard, the one Timothy Ballard of the United States of America has been set apart by God to end this horrific <laughs> disgusting you know solely trade (laughs) like how do you know like it it just to me it begs the question what actions are the tim ballard fanatics if you are one of them in the audience listening how do you not understand and and qualify and, and find this this quantitative amount of of pushback to anyone who has criticism as him how do you not realize at this point that that in and of itself is a manipulation from tim in the same ways that the women who have been hurt by him have said that they have groomed him or groomed them through through this course of this this messiah complex that mm-hmm. he can't be questioned it's the him. same it's two sides of the same coin really yeah when do we get to see all that juicy goodness everything that you have prepared as far as like what they're saying or that's the allegations that are going to come out I I spoke about it as much as I could in the earlier slides, but okay. I'm going to keep building, okay? And I'm like really excited for, speaking of the whole um, who appointed Tim Ballard solely to end sex trafficking, and if you oppose Tim, you oppose ending sex trafficking. That's the stuff I want to see is how he's going about doing it in all of the theatrical ways versus what other companies and organizations are doing in a correct way. Yep, that's mostly at the end, so okay. everyone stick with me. We're <laughs> at an hour right guys. now, and <laughs> we are apparently not making this a two-parter, so we're gonna <laughs> blast through. <laughs> okay. And thank you, thanks for the super chat. Amy said, thank you for focusing on the victims. They all need our support right now. Jonathan, if you'll hand me my water bottle too. I love you forever, thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to focus on these vict- these these alleged victims, I will say, but these these women have been through what sounds like a lot and I want to make something that shows the most amount of empathy and support and understanding for people like me and Jalise who were yeah. in, in this type of Mormon culture, purity culture and not really knowing a lot about what our rights and what what consent looks like and how easily these things do happen to really good people with good intentions and yeah to release that of the the guilt that just should not be there and i also appreciate you saying alleged victims and i should work on my um language so i don't get sued because i'm really (laughs) bad i i generally focus on the stories of victims who are coming forward and telling their stories directly from their mouth so um 
anyways alleged victims and i think we missed a super chat from jonathan did you see that one because it's really funny Mm, yeah here we go (laughs) haven't tuned in in a while what is the studio hose to consciousness (laughs) love it so good how about colts to hose colts (laughs) because is consciousness and hodom not one in the same so funny i love that i am in a monogamous marriage with my husband and the hodom thing is just a joke so (laughs) it is a play on how once you leave the church you're basically You're called free. all of the words anyway. But yeah, I am a true. whore for nuance because I'm trying to be fair and objective still <laughs> the, the best that I can. This is the new collaboration title. All right, continue. Thank you, Jonathan. You're welcome. Okay, so, and yet they did. The church wouldn't give a tabloid this statement. Vice isn't a reputable publication with thorough journalistic pieces. And they certainly didn't win the Heinz Petster Award or the Grierson Award or the Edward Murrow Award or were nominated for several Emmys for news and journalism in 2023, yet they did. So (laughs) there's, like Jonathan mentioned earlier, just wanted to add that everything kind of came down to these sources, who can we trust? But as I'll get into, everything that Vice has pulled their resources from, you can either read in the documents online right now, um, or there's a lot of quotes thing, and things that are tied to real people. Paul Hutchinson, Jimmy Rex, you can you can fact check and cross these these different uh, cross reference cro- cross reference and and see where these quotes come from. And if, it just is it's, if it's there, don't make it the argument that uh, it, it's not available and, it, and the reason is because it comes from this outlet. No, the art the real reason is because the the evidence is actually really intense and devastating to a person's perhaps worldview and their ideas about what kind of evil could even be possible. The evidence is there. It just has a name and uh, other other articles from other journalists that people don't like. So the church couldn't possibly give them the statement and yet they did. No way this was properly sourced and yet it was. So my question is, if your next complaint is that these women haven't put forward any evidence, well, maybe they haven't because you haven't looked at any of the other evidence and reasons Tim Ballard is a fraud. What assurance do they have that they will be believed? Great point. Put them in, put put yourself in their shoes. There's so much evidence out there right now. And they're just still diehard Tim Ballard fans who say, we knew this was coming. So if that's your argument that you knew it was coming, what could anyone possibly say that would convince you? What makes you so sure you'd even listen to the evidence they gave you? It could be as solid as it gets, but you'd want it to be in court, and then you'd have to deal with the jury's verdict. And what makes you so sure you'd agree with the jury's verdict? What if Tim is found guilty, but only because of a conspiracy from global elitists who love trafficking? So going back to Tim Ballard, after the accusation started to come out on his website, The Spear Fund, uh, his, his rebuttal, his statement said this, as with all the assaults on my character and integrity over many years, the latest tabloid driven sexual allegations are false. They are baseless inventions designed to destroy me and the movement we have built to end the trafficking and exploitation of vulnerable children. During my time at OUR, I designed strict guidelines for myself and our operators in the field. Sexual contact was prohibited and I led by example, given 
our meticulous attention to this issue, any suggestion of inappropriate sexual contact is categorically false. All right, keep that in mind. So in the video that I showed, I just want to set the stage for you. Ward Radio called Vice a tabloid 33 times. For somebody who says we don't pedestalize Tim Ballard, you were using his exact same words. Would you guys thought of, I don't know if they would have thought of the word tabloid on their own, or they would have just <laughs> said like, you know, this outlet they, they could have assigned, but it's very telling that they use this, that Vice is a tabloid 33 times. Tabloid's also the word that Tim Ballard uses. Did you count those yourself? Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> You're amazing. She's, she's nice. the real one, guys. <laughs> Very good. Cardin mentions he'll be so grateful when all this is over because covering Tim Ballard is like a full-time job. Huh. Cardin also says that in this live stream, he will give out everything we know about the current Tim Ballard controversy as ethically, efficiently, and accurately as we can. Cardin also says on the show, we have one goal. We delight in truth and we denounce deception and we have fun. Interesting. So first type of deception is, like I said, kind of stacking the deck against your opposition by saying that Trump derangement syndrome is wrong. Uh, they, I mean, Trump derangement syndrome is real and sound of freedom derangement syndrome is real without steel manning why people you call deranged have actual issues about the systemic impact or lack of impact by the people that you support and the evidence that you choose not to show on a show called everything that we know. Mm -hmm. So people have a, a, a actual reason and evidence that they want to bring to light and calling them deranged doesn't help calling these types of newspapers tabloids don't help and so if we're delighting in truth as i hope that we are tabloid is not a, a fair assessment okay it's 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 like a, a straw man of what the evidence actually shows because you don't like the package that it has come in. Mm -hmm. You can dislike all the other vice pieces. You can disagree with opinion pieces all day long, but as I'll point out, why hasn't why hasn't any of these podcasters or, or any of these people who are fighting for for the truth and they just they want to get to the truth? They they haven't gotten to any of the truth. They've just hidden behind this red meat that they get to throw to their base. Be like, you know, vice that old rag <laughs> like why why do you get to just discount that because the, the they've had other pieces similar to this one in the past without actually engaging with it so tabloid is a type of newspaper and it has sensationalized eye-catching headlines that focus on celebrity gossip scandalous events and human interest stories if you think that vice applies to all of these things well-known examples of tabloid newspapers, National Enquirer, The Sun, The New York Post, page six, that there's videos of Cardin saying, just like in this last one, that, you know, sometimes false allegations happen and then sometimes crazy things that do turn out to be true. And, and Cardin points out in that video that we never would have guessed that Bill Cosby was a gigantic serial R word that I don't want to say for YouTube, but you know the word, <laughs> right? Drugging women, the, the everyone's favorite dad, grandpa, you know, yeah. that you kind of grow up with on television. You could not think that he could be capable of like drugging 70 plus women, that the, the numbers are too big, that the type of person that you think they are doesn't match with a person who does that. And time and time again, while false allegations do happen, also the, the most outrageous things happen when, when people in power use that power mm -hmm. to, the, to their advantage discounting 
anyone they have to harm along the way. Mm -hmm. So if you think that Vice pulling their sources has, is, is anything similar to the, the, the type of tabloids that you get from the grocery store, then you're not starting with any kind of delighting in truth. You're starting with a straw man, yeah. I'd have to say. So question next, for someone who thinks the reporting at Vice News by Anna Merlin and Tim Marchman is just a tabloid, yet, as Cardin points out in this video, finds them to be above the average anti-Mormon podcaster, why haven't you guys followed their sources and the read the documents they base a large portion of their reporting on, okay? So right now on the internet, which is free, if you go to the library <laughs> <What>? at least, <laughs> You can read Utah's AG office released the records directly to Fox 13 News in response to public re records uh, request under Utah law. The majority of the records were originally sent to the Utah AG's office by Davis County attorney Troy Rollins, a prosecutor who has led the investigation of Ballard and OUR in partnership with the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office. These these documents have been released. The time that, you know, Cardin recorded this in People Word Radio a couple days ago, that the... the those documents, you could you could stop. You can say, "I'm all right, I'm titling this video everything we know right now." Okay, everything we know about Tim Ballard, and you see something where it's like, "Oh, all these documents are available." Lynn Packer has years worth of of op-ed pieces on the type of fraud and mismanagement of money that Tim Ballard has engaged in. If you don't want to actually talk to the uh, people who are who are rational, who want to look at all of the sides, you can present your 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 favorable side, the one that's you know more critical of people like me and John Delin. That's fine, but a complete uh, a completely ignoring that these documents exist mm -hmm. is is a so disrespectful to the women who have gone even the bare minimum. It just makes me really freaking furious that these women have even gone as far as putting out. This, this statement through their attorney. And people are like, okay, well, where's your evidence? Show your name, babe, put your name to your face. Has anyone even done the first bare minimum research of what Tim Ballard has done up to this point? Mm -hmm. Or you're just asking, okay, show me what you have, show me what you have. And there's truckloads behind you of stuff that we already understand and have. Mm -hmm. It's just really frustrating to me. So email show Rollins described the records he shared. And this is just a small sliver of over two to TV terabytes? terabytes of information. If accurate, the records now being publicly released make up less than 0.01% of the case file. You can go read that right now. Rawlings marked the records as confidential communication under seal. The Utah AG's office chose to release the records without redactions. On many pages, the documents show notes and highlights from investigators. Okay, so for instance, why call Vice a tabloid three, 33 times if you're trying to highlight truth when you could have just read at least what a portion of the criminal investigation has concluded, okay? And what have they concluded, Kara? So I'm gonna run through this really fast because I wanna get to the other good stuff because if, I'm gonna be talking about this probably forever. But yes, <laughs> if you read the documents we have so far, you would know, OUR said Tim Ballard, uh, permanently separated from the nonprofit after sexual harassment complaints and an internal investigation. It's not hearsay, that's, that's the people at OUR being investigated mm -hmm. by, you know, federal and local officials saying that sexual harassment played a big role. The people at OUR, are they like 
corrupted by the deep state, you know, too, yeah. to say that that Tim Ballard has a problem with sexual harassment to the degree that he needs to step down from the organization that he founded? Mm -hmm. Or is that just a conspiracy, right? You could read the documents. Davis County AG Troy Rollins expressed concerns surrounding thousands of donor dollars being spent on a psychic medium named Janet Russin to gain operational intelligence for missions. It's not like some ex-Mormon spin of some crazy kooky thing. There's 10,000 pages of, of these, these psychic readings, okay? Russin being paid her consulting fee, $5,000 hourly. You know, all of these things are available in those documents that, that she can communicate with these dead Mormon leaders and relay this information about missing or trafficked kids to Tim Ballard, according to the case file. But he, I have to add that apparently most of those psychic readings were not fruitful. In exactly, yeah. Achieving <laughs> or finding any children or rescuing any children. So I have to point that out because I'm not one to say psychics are real or not real. What I want to point out is that none of it was actually helpful to my knowledge. Was this case file the first that we've heard of this psychic or did, was this common knowledge for people that, that followed him? Um, definitely not common knowledge. So the case file, as I can read a quote right now, that this was Tim's, like one of his most guarded secrets that basically nobody, nobody, not even people in his inner, inner, inner circle found out until things had to start coming out. Yeah. Interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. And another thing that I have to point out just because it's funny is that she yeah. was supposedly talking to a dead prophet named Nephi, who is a prophet in the book of Mormon, who, um, according to us, uh, evil ex-Mormons actually didn't exist. Yeah. So that's that's in the case file and do with that what you will yeah just to paint the overall picture for you this the the information on how tim ballard did the thing that people who are upset with ex Mormon podcasters like me and chalice that they think that we want to uh have more sex traffickers procure more clientele and more children to do something horrible that that somehow by criticizing a psychic doesn't actually talk to a, a dead prophet and, and the money that is spent from donors is actually not allocated yeah. correctly. 5,000 an hour? That, that this is, this is a con man with a, a co-conspirator at its root of it. And, and I, and I've said some, when, when John Dillon said that it looks like Tim Ballard has been excommunicated from the church and I retweeted it because another thing that I think I will be proven correct with from from the information that I have gathered from people who are very close to these women that Tim Ballard, while he's been excommunicated, the next, if he has, I hope on the uh, the church's schedule is this Janet Russin psychic who, from the information I have, has been playing a heavy, heavy role in mind-controlling these women through her supposed psychic powers to manipulate them into to sexual gratification for Tim Ballard mm -hmm. while she also is getting paid. So I'm getting more into the, the speculation, you know, camp, if you, if you hear what I just said right now, but with what I have heard from the women themselves, I'm actually going really light on it. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah. it's, it is as dark and frightening as it possibly gets. And I think that it'll come out that, that she is like the Jelaine Maxwell to Tim Ballard's Jeffrey Epstein.
Okay. Makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, so yeah, 10,000 pages of these psychic readings. And these are, these are things that, that Tim Ballard not only approved up, approved up, knew about, paid for all of that. And, uh, throughout this, you have the director Chairston Stockwell, who is the development director of OUR said, Tim was the only person who vouched for Janet's role as a psychic. Chairston said she had not heard that Janet was ever vetted or vouched for by the LDS church, but stated Tim blurred the lines and would frequently say, I told elder Ballard all about it. Mm -hmm. So that's a quote from the vice article and guess where they got it from. They got it from these, these FOIA documents that have been released through the investigations of countless um, paper and, and, and pages of what these investigations reveal from the people who are doing the thing. I cannot stress enough that the people who support Tim Ballard are also trying to do, but they see Tim Ballard's uh, methodology and tactics as actually prohibiting the best practices from moving forward. So is this like the deep state? Is this the worst people ever who are saying, you know what, Tim blurred lines and said that he told Elder Ballard, is he saying that because he just loves sex trafficking kids as the director of development for OUR? Or is it because yeah. he knows that this is not a good strategy? So if you read the documents, you would know so many things about all of this involvement with Janet Russin, doTERRA, the, um, the essential oils company, when they found out that Tim Ballard was using a psychic, they uh, kind of freaked out and ended a partnership with them. And this last one says, Tirsten was uh, said restoring America to the covenant was a big mission of Tim's and he was called of God to do this. Tirsten said Tim was very verbal about Elder Russell um, Ballard's involvement and behind it. But Tirsten said she didn't know if she believed that. Uh, quick super chat from Wendy. <laughs> so <who> good. Said, <laughs> I won't say I know psychics are not real, but I know fictional characters are not real. So she may as well be summoning Aladdin's, Aladdin's genie. genie or <laughs> Peter Pan. Right on. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. So question. When Tim Ballard has already stated that everything negative you hear about him are lies. And for some reason, when you go after tra traffickers, People come after you. These are quotes from Tim Ballard, his wife, in the last week. What are we supposed to do with trafficking experts who've tried to highlight the problem with Tim Ballard and OUR's tactics for years? And on the screen, I have a, a screen grab of the journalist at, his name is Adam Herbitz at Fox 13, who's, who's been tweeting about these documents that have been released to them. And somebody named Frank Martin, USA, John 1633 uh, Israel emoji and American flag emoji and something <laughs> else emoji that says you are a sick fake criminal quote unquote journalist of course all of you of the pedophile satanic elitists can fabricate documents at Tim Ballard is a hero fighting the most powerful and evilest criminals in the planet in the planet inside the planet they're going deep into the planet so it begs the question again, what are these women supposed to say or do when people can't even believe that the documents that have been released by the government are, are legitimate? Yeah. So what are we supposed to do? 
because there, there's trafficking experts who are actually a lot more educated and have many more years of experience at tackling systemic issues. The people who are trying to make actual changes, are they working for the, the evil criminals and the global elitists? You know, like where do yeah. you, where does the, where does the buck stop between how we actually solve this problem and where we just like throw mud and call people names and assume that the worst forces are working for people who are actually trying to do the thing that you care about, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. I want to get to this question that you asked. <laughs> I know I had to tease it for the end because I need people to, to hear me out on this stuff, first of all. So you guys saw a little, uh, here we go. <laughs> How does Tim Ballard save the kids? Oh my goodness. So I was watching Explain. a, Book of Mormon Evidence conference video uh, that is, you know, broadcast to thousands of people, probably hundreds or thousands of people in the live audience every year. And Tim Ballard kind of uses his speeches as a way to explain all of the great things that he's doing at OUR. You know, you guys have been my greatest supporters. And he kind of likes to uh, showboat a little bit about the, and not just that, but also highly exaggerate the things that he's doing, but that's a different topic. So this, I just thought was outrageous. We've seen the, the picture of Tim Ballard with all of his tattoos on Unfortunately. his, uh, yeah, on his, <laughs> his on fake his, tattoos, his fake tattoos by a henna artist. <laughs> and as Tim explains, I need to get these fake tattoos because I'm going into these places. They need to take a picture of where these tattoos are so that my, you know, makeup artists and stuff can come in next time and know exactly where to place these tattoos if I'm in the same city doing dating the same bad guys. So it begs the question, what are you doing, Tim Ballard, taking pictures of yourself in the disguise? And then he's showboating basically and he's saying, put up this picture of me with Mel Gibson where I was chatting with him and Mel Gibson is like, your wig looks terrible, which it does. And it's like, LOL, I'm just telling everybody what my disguise looks like in this city that could probably be identified if somebody could find out. And if if the the traffickers are, are as, as serious as I assume that they are mm -hmm. and are after you and, and the people that escape from them and out of their sex slavery and they wanna go find that person and get them back or they wanna go hunt down the person who put them in prison, yeah. what is Tim Ballard doing putting videos up on the internet for anyone who actually really wants to go find them, can find them of what his disguise looks like his in years previously. His disguise, guys, this is so embarrassing. And, and this is the big point that you want to make about like what an actual um, expert. expert would do versus what Tim Ballard is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah watch me make it right now. <laughs> so, like I said, Tim, how Tim Ballard saves the kids, how trafficking experts save the kids. So I'm taking this quote from a Rolling Stone article. Can you move the view down so I can see? Oh, more of the I words? will. As a matter of fact, thanks. So I'm taking this some some quotes from a Rolling Stone article that's basically entitled "How People Who Are Sex Trafficking Experts Are Are Scorching the Sound of Freedom" movie. And when that gets into the press and that gets into the circles of of right wing media. All they need to hear is that somebody out there doesn't like what our guy is doing. They work for the pedophiles. And yeah. that is not a helpful narrative. If you want to get to the truth of how to end the thing that you don't like, and our narrative is just something that feeds our political biases, you're helping no one, but you're actually 
encouraging this this cult leader to take control of the narratives that you're just gonna you're gonna run right into that slip and slide right into his arms mm -hmm. the thing that you are so concerned about will not actually be ended or reduced if you are so concerned with with who is saying this thing that sounds like could not be true could couldn't possibly be true yeah. so one of the quotes from this says like i said how trafficking experts save the kids Generally, young people end up trafficking in trafficking situations because their family is in incredible poverty because of political unrest, because the child is being rejected by their family for their sexual orientation or gender identity or any number of things. They are likely to be trafficked again unless you address that underlying issue. What made them vulnerable in the pl first place? Mm -hmm. Why was their family not able to keep them safe? Those are the questions that are ignored in the narrative of oh, they're in a bad place. All we have to do is move them and leave. It's, I could have guessed. I didn't have to read that quote. Like that is, <laughs> that is understanding how uh, the worst things in society do not crop up because of a few bad eggs. They're systemically conditioned and will continue to exist if you do not address the underlying issues, right? Mm -hmm. So how, Trafficking experts save the kids. These two quotes come from Erin Albright, and you can read her entire resume online. She knows what she's talking about. She spent her entire career um, finding strategies and training and providing the assistance for survivors of human trafficking and prevention all across Massachusetts. And then Teresa, it's pronounced Wizar, Teresa Wizar, chief executive of uh, the this National Alliance, National Children's Alliance, and you'd have to you'd have to get really serious with if the the people who spent their entire lives trying to combat this issue, why their criticisms of the Sound of Freedom movie of Tim Ballard are supposedly just all get to be grouped in with this leftist elite media globalists adrenochrome entire conspiracy are, are they not actually doing things that that provide systemic change that mm -hmm. actually influence people because they there are people who actually do they see the results entire you know worldwide governments and and cities and communities understand there are certain basic uh, best practices that need to be employed that are completely polar opposite to the ones that OUR, at least for the majority of its existence, that they, they haven't they haven't utilized those types of tactics. They they're not interested in utilizing those types of tactics. They're in, they're interested in bringing a camera crew and creating yeah. a lot of drama in, in making a lot of noise, making a lot of, of noise and uh, and trusting in in psychics that their their top intelligence it's not from the wide network ask any law enforcement you know person in your life how you actually combat something as devastating and and widespread as the abuse of children and then and then extrapolate that into sex trafficking can can anyone in their wildest dreams even imagine that a camera crew with Tim Ballard and Glenn Beck and a bunch of operatives that are like not not the the navy seals that they they project them to be that that is the way to tackle systemic issues that even if you remove them one time 
that 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 vacuum is just not going to be filled by another child in another vulnerable space. Yep. Ask anyone who understands things from a widespread like criminal network if these stings and these operations and Tim Ballard putting on his his tattoos and his wigs if that's a good if that if that's even a good allocation of funds if that's a good uh, a good method for somebody to risk their lives to do, mm -hmm. to do that type of work that your life is at risk with with potentially very bad guys who if your cover is blown, you will be killed. If yeah. that's even a good risk for people who have nine kids to even take. So many different factors. And are we just gonna just shove all of that off and say that Tim Ballard for some reason should not be criticized, that his tactics are above those of people who spend their entire lives in, in involved in, in uh, making sure that sex trafficking is is prevented instead of just you drop into places you extract the kids you tell the story you make a documentary you fundraise and then you and drop into another place and then you drop into yeah. another place you know yeah that's so, a pretty pretty dang good point <laughs> i would say so what, what do you think is the end game for for tim the end game for tim is as he is shared in his whiteboard Apparently, he wants to be apostle of the Mormon Church. He wants to be such a mover and shaker that he's he's brought about so much good that he's on top of the world. And I think people with good intentions, if they have a, an ego, can get involved, and the the very best of intentions can get poisoned and soured. And yeah. no matter how good of his intentions as they started, I think he probably doesn't even know what he wants anymore. He just wants to keep this stuff tap down for as long as possible so well yeah sure. i was just saying to jonathan last night because it seems like every day there's just more news in my feed about tim ballard and his really awful photo of his tattoos google it and you will probably not thank me and i was just saying to jonathan he must feel like crap right now like that's not even a good descriptive word he must feel so low because it seems like the whole point of all of this was to, as I mentioned earlier, to bolster him up, to spread the word of Mormonism, to become this beacon for Mormonism, this spokesperson for Mormonism, and they allegedly just excommunicated him. Right. Like it's So now what? That's <laughs> now, that's the question, right? Now what? Now what? Yeah. Is he gonna start his own break off of Mormonism? Is he gonna ask for forgiveness and try to be reinstated in a year and get rebaptized? I don't really know, but it's not looking good. And I kinda I don't feel bad for him, but I can empathize with what he must be going through as far as he has just staked everything on becoming the number one Mormon in this political space and whatever space he's trying to create for himself. And they were like, nah, bro, we don't want anything to do with you. Uh, yeah. So on that note, I have a question about, so the way Tim Ballard would handle sex trafficking versus an expert part of this whole thing. Do you think that ultimately the movie, The Sound of Freedom, that it is hindering the cause or, or is helping the cause because people that wouldn't have even thought of sex trafficking, it's putting it out into the zeitgeist. Um, as unpopular as this p opinion may be, I think it is absolutely hindering it for a couple different reasons. I can read some quotes from what the experts have to say in this article, but just really quickly off the top of my head, the reasons why movies like The Sound of Freedom are detrimental to the cause that they are hopefully trying to bring awareness to is because children who are sex trafficked in, in the United States and around the world, 
the majority of them are trafficked by by family members and they do not recognize themselves as being trafficked and when you you understand how representation works if you are not represented in something and and you don't see yourself because that thing that's that's being described on the screen that is a, a child who's being snatched up yeah, taken exactly. in a van out into the the jungles of of Colombia to the the most horrible fates but i'm one of my favorite quotes from oprah way back in the day when she's talking about um child sexual assault and what oprah went through as a child she's like you know if if a if a, a pedophile is really good at what they do you don't know that you're being abused yeah so it's going back to kind of what you said like if if the the cult leader is really good at what they're doing they they don't know what um the the person who is the the object of this this assault whether it's a, a trafficked child or whoever if the person is is doing a good job they the 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 victim should kind of get uh stockholm syndrome mm -hmm. that, that 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 makes sense and so it's detrimental to the, the actual uh, objectives of trying to end child sex trafficking because so many children do not actually understand what that means it, you know it means being traded for mm -hmm. for commercial commercial trafficking of, of a child's body for cp and, and other other things like that and if you if you think sex trafficking only happens one way then you are more likely to kind of stay in a situation instead of trying to seek help because you don't you don't recognize yourself as a victim so i think that's one of one of the big ones and then the second big one is that um because of the sound of freedom being like being like another taken or, or like a rambo kind of movie that is all about the the heroicism of of this this fictionalized version of tim ballard that people are seeing that it says based on a true story without understanding it's 100 fabricated there there could be there there could be you know drug lords who do uh kidnap children and do these things that is absolutely possible but tim ballard as a person did absolutely nothing close to anything that's depicted in this mm -hmm. apparently true story about his life and so with that type of propaganda tool people are, are so inspired that somebody called of god would put everything on the line and go do this and as as wonderful as a human being you want to believe that people are capable of doing those things and but the person that they're looking to after this fictionalized story is told after the credits roll is tim ballard mm -hmm. who as i'm explaining has so many aspects of being a cult leader that that is a propaganda tool to only enable him to do more misinformation that counters the goals that he's actually trying to accomplish you know what i mean sure mm -hmm. so uh i can get into a little a couple more of these things as well how's my chat doing how is everybody loving this live stream with cults to consciousness <laughs> shalice and jonathan everyone's been chatting amongst themselves it's going really well and then another quote is by ignoring the realities of what victims and traffickers look like and the larger structural issues that prevent at-risk children from getting help like say widely available government-funded substance abuse treatment programs for families struggling with addiction so yeah it's everything to some people is it's socialism and it's the government getting in here and stuff but if we have a country where we have a simple problem uh of there there's so many people in in destitute situations that just could honestly be solved by 
programs that have worked in other countries, but you put a stamp on it of, of socialism. You put a stamp on it that that means it's of the devil, that it's of Satan. It means that yeah. all your liberties are being taken away when, when, when putting that, assigning that type of rhetoric to those, those policies and those reforms in and of themselves, again, go against the things that you say you want to end because we know how those things are best addressed and attacked, but you're too interested in playing this, this divisive political tribalism game and assigning words that you have negative connotations with. How Tim Ballard saves the kids. I'm going to play this clip from Jimmy Rex. He uh, is actually an old comedian friend of my husband's. And I'm just want to play this quick portion right here on his podcast. Uh, the other day, he, he outed a lot of things about Tim Ballard and how OUR runs its operations. He's gone on, I think he said 20 to 30 of these jumps undercover um, in South America and Latin America and explaining in detail what he hoped these operations were, but kind of what they turned out to be. So how Tim Ballard saves the kids, you could probably pick out five things that are very difficult to to reckon with Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard's the one who should, he, he's the guy, he's, <laughs> he's the, the guy to, to, to save the kids. Can we please pick somebody else? Arrested a couple guys that maybe weren't trafficking otherwise, and those girls maybe weren't being trafficked, but we did rescue a lot of people that were. Was it worth it? And I believe it was. Um, that being said, I personally made a moral decision to quit doing it a couple of years ago. Um, and it was hard to to know what that was. And so um, I'm glad that OUR is doing things the right way. I, I really don't think the problem's as big as people say. Um, I think that there is a huge issue, but I think that you can get people really emotional when you say there's 8 million kids being trafficked. I do not know where 8 million kids are being trafficked. We couldn't find any in half the cities we went to. And that's something I've never really talked about either. And so I don't know. I, I don't want to minimize the problem. It's huge. I think that because of the internet, because- So pick up what he, he just said there, guys that the issues, yes, while they are real, they couldn't find anyone trafficking in half the cities that they went into. And then Jimmy Ricks goes on to talk about how he's like, there's like a 20 year old guy and they're flashed around money. They're like these wealthy, uh, you know, white American men saying that they have money to buy kids. And Jimmy Rex tells the story about this guy who brings in this like 16 year old girl. And he's like, uh, you don't traffic this girl, do you? This is your girlfriend, take her out of here, get her home. That there's so many stories like that. And Paul Hutchinson, who was another OUR backer, who uh, because of the practices that, that actual uh, institutions who are trying to end sex trafficking have complained about for years to OUR to stop these types of stings and these raids that actually uh, create a demand and a market for the thing that they're trying Jeez. to stop because of the ways that they go about these things. That that is that another criticism that's just coming from Satan in the, in the deep state, or is there actual best practices to what people who actually know what they're talking about are saying? And so people who have gone on these stings who had to quit them because they know that these uh, these tactics are not actually solving the problem and making it worse. They're making it worse. And Jimmy Rex is like, I felt, you know, a lot of guilt and, and, uh, misgivings about how we, we did these operations. And yes, we, we saved some kids. We got them out of situations, but I think anyone who has parted ways with OUR knows that did you t create any kind of systemic reform in the places that you went so that vacuum wasn't filled by somebody else? So that's that's how Tim Ballard saves kids, okay? You have to understand that number one is most kids are trafficked from the, their houses. And I think if you understand what's really going on, you can approach it much differently. Um, if your kid starts acting differently, if your kid starts being shy or, or starts acting out, 
um, something has probably happened, whether they've been abused or whether they're being trafficked. Uh, you want to be able to monitor who's talking to your children. You want to be able to see who's actually communicating with them. So even what Jimmy Rex just said right there, that's that's great advice. You know, talk to your kids and help them understand predators on the Internet and how actual grooming takes place and mm -hmm. how children are are manipulated and how many stories do we know of of people who it started innocently enough with somebody they thought was a friend on the internet and one thing leads to another and they don't realize that it was a predator trying to take advantage of of an, a naive person in a situation and the best way to not be taken advantage of sometimes is to arm yourself with with education and information about the tactics that some people use that is not our's goal and its mission it is right up there we save kids from sex trafficking and while that can be a real issue with the amount of money and and resources how many times have you ever watched a, a tim ballard video a documentary anything to do with with grooming by a parent or uh, a religious leader never it's because it's it's the sizzle it's the spice it's the story it's the heart-wrenching outrageous most disgusting despicable seedy brothels that he wants to tell you about but again while those places do exist why is tim ballard the person that is going to to close that vacuum so that never exists again when we can spend so much more time you, you have a lot of money you have a camera you have attention on you to say how to prevent the the most amount of harm from being done to a child you have a platform you need to use it you, you, great power comes great responsibility and i i think that jimmy rex I, I really like this podcast and a lot of the things that he said here yeah that was great. Thanks. This okay. How trafficking experts save kids. Another quote: With trafficked children, that is often not the only type of exploitation or abuse they are experiencing. They generally have also experienced abuse and neglect. They are late to school or truant. Sometimes they're falling asleep in school, showing signs of not eating well, leaving school early. There are definite warning signs where we can reach out to those kids directly and offer support and assistance to help them find the services that they need. These are the things that actual experts in the subject have to say. Those are not the things that that OUR and Tim Ballard focus on. There's mm -hmm. no sizzle in, in uh, the systemic reform and the, the children who kind of go on being neglected under our noses. That doesn't mm -hmm. make this eye-catching documentary of, of heroicism, you know. How Tim Ballard saves the kids. I'm gonna remove myself from the screen. I've talked about this in previous videos, and it's just a small example. How Tim Ballard saves the kids. This is his whiteboard that we were talking about earlier on the left. That is an actual picture, an actual drawing of Tim Ballard describing what his master plan is. And at the top, it has Slave Stealers LLC. I have my reconstruction on the right. If you follow me on Instagram, I try to post a lot of these simplified explanations of, of, of what Tim Ballard is after, because I think it's important that if we're going to solve how, how we're going to save kids, we we talk about somebody who was such a strong leader in the space, what his grand plan has been since August of 2019 when he unveiled this plan at his backer, uh, Paul Hutchinson's home, in which he he described his, his ultimate goals have to do with taking the sizzle of the rescue, leading people to the covenant. OUR is a is a sizzle. The Nazarene Fund is a sizzle. It's it's an intention grabber. It's a, it's pulling at the heartstrings, mm -hmm. and all of that is to eventually lead to uh, Timbeller.com name recognition, possible <laughs> Senate runs. You know, uh, Sound of Freedom movie books, books. two point five million dollars in his bank account, fifty to hundred k in speaking fees, and right up there is M. Russell Ballard as a silent partner. So even if uh, 
even if you you want to have the the people who are who are honest seekers of who this Tim Ballard person is, you can either live in a fantasy world where he is this amazing Rambo hero, probably like one of the five greatest people who have ever lived in in your mind. But that person only lives in your mind. The the, the actual person of who Tim Ballard is is been a fictionalized tale that has been told through a series of propaganda to willing participants in 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 these circles who are easily uh, duped and gullible to be themselves enchanted by stories that are not based in in actual data on how we solve this problem there's a lot of flash but there's not a lot of substance to how he does it because he is banking that gullible people will will believe these statistics about 2 million kids in the world are sex trafficked 100 to 200,000 kids in America are being sex trafficked doing these big numbers creating a lot of fear and and pulling people's heartstrings that are rightfully should be pulled on something yeah. that if it was that if it is that serious of a problem should be able to question then that's my point is like if they are as serious as Tim Ballard says can we not believe your whiteboard on how you said you're going to solve the problem? Because you said you were going to solve the problem through these these book deals, $2.5 million in your bank account, yeah. on dividing your time between all these other different nonprofits and funds. You said you were going to solve the problem by taking the sizzle of the rescue and leading people to the covenant. And if you watch my other videos or the ones from the Book of Mormon Evidence Conference that Tim Ballard speaks at, he says that the only way to heal a child is through the atonement, oh is that gosh. invoking the covenant, as he calls it, this American covenant idea within Mormonism, this covenant with God is the way that, that, that the nations around the world will be able to rise up out of this evil that is, a, is, is like a chokehold in, in terms of Mormon doctrine, that from the very beginning, as Tim Ballard describes it, the war in heaven, we had Lucifer's plan and we had God's plan. And you can either choose liberty, you can choose uh, freedom and and consequences for your action, or you can choose the, the the Satan's and Lucifer's plan in the war in heaven, right? And he says that slavery is still exists today. It's either slavery to Satan, or it's it's slavery under your sex trafficker. It's all within this thing. And the way to, to for people to rise up, for nations to rise up and not have a problem with sex trafficking, is to adhere to the American covenant, to make covenants with God, to be baptized within the Mormon Church. So again people who are rabid Tim, Tim Ballard fans. It's like, if we both agree that there is a problem here, your man on how he wants to address it, t give me a good reason why, A, these are actual ways to solve sex trafficking, and mm -hmm. B, why he shouldn't be allowed to be crit criticized for it, and then C, why anyone who does criticize it should rightfully be called, as Tim Ballard says, trying to stop. These are very damning words, trying to actually prohibit the movement that Tim Ballard has built with sex trafficking. Yeah. He's built a type of movement, but he hasn't built one that actually ends sex trafficking. He's built yeah. a movement for himself. Yeah, I have to pop in and say, I think personally that the whiteboard situation that you just showed is probably the most nefarious piece of evidence that shows his real true intentions when mm -hmm. people are like, but he's a hero, do you end sex trafficking? That's like one of the top comments on our previous video is what are you doing to end sex trafficking and I just want to point out that the ending sex trafficking is just a means to an end with this whiteboard it's just a way to put more money in his pocket which if I may point out why he is like a cult leader that's what every cult leader does they exploit and use people 
for their own personal gain for usually money, sex, and power. And it seems, based on everything we're talking about, yeah. that is clearly what he is doing is just exploiting these causes to get a whole bunch of money to boost himself up and then you even add like you don't even need to but then you can add the religious layer of him thinking that and this is again an alleged thing from a source a, a credible source says that he saw jesus himself and that jesus told him he has to run for this political party and to save the world and it's just it's so blatantly obvious that he views himself as some sort of prophet or some sort of messiah who it doesn't matter the ends justify the means and that's what every cult leader does and that's what they even teach they could even he could even say this to his victims i don't know if he did i'm just sus uh, suspecting he could have said yeah i know this is hard i know this is difficult but we have to do it to save the children or we have to do it to end sex trafficking or whatever it is cult leaders do that and use that to groom their followers into doing anything we see it all the time doing anything to bolster them up and essentially put them on this pedestal of profit or in the case of nexium just like the smartest most intelligent man in the world is here to save everybody and it's just it's really sad and i feel like that whiteboard is so important in exposing his intentions because intentions do matter yeah where did this photo come from uh so in august of 2019 tim ballard gathered his most trusted associates at the home of paul hutchinson who tim after this whiteboard meeting they had a falling out and there's also a um i can't remember what his former um his title is but somebody who's also worked in law enforcement david lopez who also runs his own uh like anti-child sex trafficking uh nonprofit now so paul hutchinson and david lopez were really disgusted by the reveal of what tim's master plan was on this whiteboard and tim's assuming that his friends are going to help him achieve this as he lays it out some of his goals including yes becoming the apostle becoming an apostle of the lds church one day and starting these orphanages in Haiti and turning uh, the the orphanage that Gardy Marty, this boy that he never found, turning his dad's orphanage into a for-profit venture to start these, these former friends started to get disgusted and they were had to sign NDAs before this meeting even started, but they ignored the NDAs and they took pictures of the whiteboard and gave them to the uh, investigators at Davis County mm. in, uh, in Utah into the AG's office. And so those documents are again all part of this this case file and so you have real friends of, of tim ballard who who have similar uh nonprofits and believe in the cause as much as he does but when they disagree with his master plan and his tactics again going back to the statement i kept making i'm like are, are they not allowed to criticize him are they not allowed to say that this is not the way to achieve the thing that we we both want to mm -hmm. to see come to fruition and anyone that in tim's own words that that are trying to stop the movement that he has built they are therefore kind of trying to work for the sex traffickers that doesn't equate it just doesn't equate yeah so that's where that that picture comes has from has tim come out and said anything about this photo i don't think he's ever acknowledged its existence that i know of no so he's never he's never um tried to sue because of the ndas yeah he's never reached. said these are just allegations this photo isn't real i never did this he just hasn't said anything I don't think he has. Yeah, not that I can see. Because yes, it's 
like Shalice was saying, a major indicator as to his intentions from the get-go. Yeah. So uh, ra- last couple things, then I'll get to the question that I posed to Ward Radio. <laughs> I have to read this because if I have an audience right now, 453 people, and we don't want sex trafficking to continue, it's my duty as a person with a platform to explain at least what the people who work to to end this this horrific thing have to say about it and the reasons that they do. So this quote says, I'll move my face. Contrary to claims made by some defenders of Sound of Freedom, no one is denying the existence of child trafficking or its horrors. Those who have devoted their lives to protecting children and fighting those seeking to exploit them know firsthand that child trafficking is not only real, but the that the reality may be even more horrific than what is depicted on screen in big budget thrillers. Their hope is that the viewers of Sound of Freedom who are moved by the film connect with legitimate organizations to learn the truth about what child trafficking looks like and how they can help. Quote, you don't have to manufacture conspiracy theories about child sex abuse, says Wazar. There are plenty of firsthand facts at hand that don't involve spreading horrible rumors about Wayfair or pizza restaurants. Does anyone need any more explanation on that? No, Exhausting. Okay. <laughs> Next. Uh, and then I have to get even darker and more serious. We have, I need to pull up this clip one more time of uh, Eric Mustos, former really good friend of Tim Ballard, who has spoken to these women and released a video uh, just a few days ago. I covered about what Eric is saying these women have said to him about what happened. So the alleged victims, right? The alleged victims. So again, if we're going back to how Tim Ballard saves kids, he saves them through this couple's ruse. And he, just like any, anybody who's kind of caught in something they should not be doing, they give the least amount of information as possible. They, they spin the story. They make it look as, as uh, innocent as it can be. But if you're not actually interacting with the allegations, anything that Tim Ballard has said about, oh, we do this thing called the couple's ruse where I have to have people pose as my wife and they kind of play this this stopgap, this go-between when children are being offered to me and the women can say, no, 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 he's my man. We'll come get these kids later or something. If that is what he's finally kind of kind of just says is this this innocent facade that he's putting up it's very telling if he's not actually interacting with the allegations as they stand from these alleged victims you know what i mean mm-hmm. interact with with what they're saying the couple's ruse actually was which was what eric's going to get into here and also what i stated at the beginning which is some serious long-term grooming sexual exploitation under the under the apparent approval and encouragement of this entire thing, this couple's roost by an apostle of the church. That, yeah. that these women are most likely, if they're LDS, uh, conditioned to believe, speaks speaks not for on behalf of Jesus and to yes. oppose what is being done to their bodies and, and disagreeing with it has eternal consequences, yes. perhaps, to it. Comments to the end. Uh, tonight, tonight I had another difficult conversation with three more victims of Tim Ballard's manipulation and sexual predatory behavior. A few other influential witnesses were there um, on the call. Uh, We heard these heart-wrenching stories and more of Tim Ballard's blueprint grooming tactics. I I guess I'll call them systematic grooming um, tactics. Um, And so I'll go go over these. Um, Higher caring, 
attractive women who have great desire to help children. Um, inflate a sense of importance by convincing these women, uh, most often mothers and wives, that they will be a big part of saving children by being an undercover operative. Once a set, once sense of purpose is inflated, training sessions begin. While there is some legitimate undercover training being done in these cases that I've spoken with, um, training would also consist of creating sexual chemistry. Um, inti intimacy was needed with Tim. So to create a sexual chemistry, intimacy, intimacy was needed uh, for Tim. This level of int intimacy varied from kissing and petting, naked showers to oral sex and possibly more. So from what I understand, uh, Tim Ballard um, was the only member of the OUR to participate in these types of training sessions. So it's possible that some of the other tr uh, trainers, they'd go on these couples, the ruse, this couple ruse thing. Um, and sometimes I guess some of them would hold hands. Uh, we also understand, um, let me see if I, I got, let me go back here. Um, <clears throat> we have so how Tim Ballard saves the kids is through this couple's ruse. And he puts out these videos on Instagram saying there's a lot of allegations going around. Let me have my female operatives come out and say what it actually is. This is what it looks like. But Tim Ballard needs to uh, actually engage with what the allegations are from the women's own uh, statements through their attorney, because they're not alleging that you you held their hands and they're they're alleging naked showers and this type of sexual exploitation in the name of how far you'll go to save the kids. Yeah. And it is my my intel, my source that tells me it is far worse than um, than than Eric is is kind of uh able to even say here right now that it's it goes that training that he mentioned that keyword in training that's different than than things going too far a little bit of an oopsie lines were crossed something misunderstanding in another Very country that it happened allegedly according to my sources in the offices in utah of of Tim Ballard, that the training started with this this love bombing, as Eric describes it, finding very attractive women and and telling them how amazing and wonderful they are, and that this mission of serving the kids is, is where you need to be, and then you add in this this type of co-conspirator, this type of Jelaine Maxwell character, this psychic, that is for some reason such a close close part of Tim Ballard's entire intelligence and operations because it is my theory that I would like to, to posit that she is a key factor in manipulating these women to, to kind of tell them that she knows them better than they know themselves or, or as, as, as Eric states here, that these women were told when they were uncomfortable with things. Don't you know that M. Russell Ballard approved all of this? That, that, what, what are you saying? So you start off slow, like we're talking about this grooming process people put yourselves in these women's shoes and the conditioning that has led up to the situations that that now they are so so fearful to even talk about yeah like put yourself in their shoes a lifetime of conditioning to believe that the, this, this type of these sex acts outside of marriage are wrong all of this stuff but 
if Tim Ballard is this, this person that they want to work with, they want this job, they, they already are pedestalizing this person. If they are probably going to go train under him and work with him, they're not going to think that he would ever do anything to hurt them. How many cult leaders, you know, have, have you, have you guys exposed on your podcast where can anyone who's ever escaped a cult through all of their grooming, did they just have bells going and whistles going off and red flags going off their whole time going, oh, well, of course I'm not going to do this because this person's trying to hurt me. Never. No, it's because this person's trying to help me or this yep. person is, is trying to further this cause that I also care about. And then through this method that is foreign to me, but they're kind of the leader, they're kind of the guide. They know something that I don't know. They yep. have a higher understanding and I'm, I'm going to be humble. I'm going to say that, that I'm going to suffocate down my discomfort because there's a higher mission to achieve here. Yeah, and I just also have to speak very plainly and just say this feels like a casting couch situation sure. yeah. where he is chemistry testing these women in an office, allegedly, with this psychic. It's so disgusting and wrong. And also, I have to point out, having grown up Mormon LDS, that there's already this built-in power dynamic where you are supposed to submit to your priesthood leaders and if he was a member in good standing of the church tim they're already feeling like they have to obey him in a certain capacity and also if they're if he is their boss he has to they have to obey him in that capacity and also if it is essentially endorsed by a top apostle of the lds church then there's that manipulation. So there's just so many levels and layers to this, which make it even more disgusting that I have to, I had to just say it simply that he was casting, couching, that's a, a verb, um, these women and manipulating them into thinking that everything was fine. And that's what I was speaking to earlier as far as most victims don't even understand that they are being victimized because they do it in such a nefarious way that makes them feel good, even if something feels off, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially yeah. as you were saying, Kara, you're, this person is aiding you to a greater good. So yeah. whatever bad feelings you have, you're suppressing them. You're putting, you're, you're taught Ignoring to, them. to ignore your instincts and whatever you're doing this life, all of your actions are for the greater good. Yeah. 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 And who doesn't want to save kids? And right. it's, it's a high and noble goal that has been something that Tim Ballard has been able to hide behind. And I've watched enough videos of him. And I think if you anybody could play armchair psychologist and you see the amount of times that he's presented something as what I would just call kind of propaganda to to, to say that there's this this devastation happening and this is what we are doing. And from the problem that he is presenting being highly inflated and and fictionalized and that the, the ways to solve that that problem are also through his means time and time again the the evidence has shown tim ballard to to be doing that kind that kind of dynamic like i said presenting something and, and presenting himself as the solution and then kind of running out the back door with with the cash so it just again implores me to ask people who actually care about the subject to, to think critically on if Tim Ballard is the person who can even attack this, yeah. this subject with the, the level of scrutiny and, and systemic approach that it actually would take for something that we all, that we all want to end, you know? So 
uh, how trafficking experts save kids. There's things like these 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 reasons that they were talking about tend to involve parents with substance abuse issues selling their children for drugs and and substance abuse programs are what's needed to to attack the root issues of these things but yeah. that has a, a negative label of, of socialism on it again uh Wazar goes on to say if such victims don't see their stories represented in trafficking narratives they may not recognize that as uh what is happening to them is in fact trafficking how tim ballard saves the kids is up here we have janet Russin, his psychic that's her huh? that's her and his former OUR operatives have spoken out and said in these documents that he he kept that secret for quite a long time. And then when they find out that the reasons that Tim Ballard says he has this fantastic intelligence and he's ready to bring a camera crew and he's ready to he has a helicopter rating to extract this child in Haiti that was kidnapped in 2009, the reasons that that he's so positive that he knows where this child is located and all these funds should go towards getting him out of there is all based on intelligence from Janet Russin. And this is a couple stills from uh, the documentary that I don't think they ever released, but you can see her pointing to these hills in Haiti where she says that's where he's at. And they, they go up this hillside. They don't find him up there obviously they do find a bunch of other children they find 26 other children who are just regular child child laborers um and they bring his dad up bring guardy marty's dad up there a mormon bishop and say yeah we brought you up here because we thought we were going to find your son and unfortunately we didn't you know our intelligence turns out i guess it was incorrect something happened maybe he was moved everything is a, a blame reversal it's everybody else and it's it's never tim ballard who's got this God complex, this Messiah complex coming out to say that, okay, these systems in which I, uh, I am trying to attack these, these sex traffickers, perhaps it is not through my Mormon psychic talking to dead Mormon prophets. Yeah. Th those are things he doesn't want to address, obviously. And then finally, Mormons know Tim's methods aren't how to save kids. There's a lot that can be said in, in Mormon circles about their their fear of satanic things and psychics. And so there's Mormons themselves. I found an article from somebody extremely critical of John DeLynn, Mormon stories, people like you and me, who even in their article on Substack, they wrote that uh, there are those who defend the use of donor money for Janet Russin services, arguing that she is akin to a prophet. But Russin's so-called intelligence led to failed raids. Prophets receive their revelations from God and they don't miss psychics receive their intelligences intelligence from the devil which is why scripture classifies them as false prophets and orders their ex execution as such in the old testament so there are mormons who have really harsh words for Yikes. for tim ballard's use of a psychic which i, th I think mormons according to their own doctrines uh, don't agree with this type of right work and it, from every angle for some reason tim ballard thinks that that that's a good allocation of the funds and resources. How Tim Ballard saves the kids, like I said, taking a camera crew up to this hilltop in Haiti and trying to make good documentaries that are heart-wrenching as Guardy Marty's father right there, the Mormon Bishop, he has his head in his hands and he's crying that they didn't find his son, but they came up, they came all the way there. Wow. How Tim Ballard saves the kids is he, he sells a lot of merchandise. He has a hat of a campaign that he started long after Guardy was, um, 
Gardy was kidnapped in 2009, that Tim Ballard didn't even go to Haiti to go find him till four years later when they had zero actual intelligences mm. or, or leads. I'm saying intelligences like I have put an S on it because I'm still Mormon. You know how they say intelligences before the world was still old habits dying hard. Anyway, there's Tim. Uh, there's a photo of Tim Ballard with his Find Guardy hat, which is a campaign that they started in 2020 saying we're so close to finding him and just buy this hat for $40 and 40% of it will go to OUR. You know, he sells these these dog tags from this fictionalized story that's also in the Sound of Freedom right. movie. He has uh, these these dramatic uh, retellings in his documentaries of, of things that he's apparently done and rescues that he's gone on that are just not true to life and cause more harm than than any any problems that they solve because of the misinformation and the the overall self-aggrandizement and and funds that also lead back into his pockets so right there's a picture of him hosting this uh this sham uh graduation ceremony for these 10 alleged uh victims of sex trafficking that he that he rescued and put it in his documentary and that that graduation ceremony didn't didn't exist but he he can t tell you a story about it and he can sell a locket um, in, in reference to their story. And it Jeez. makes me just also beg the question, Tim Ballard, ha who are the children? Where's the aftercare? What is the systemic change that you have accomplished? And and where where are the actual people who are speaking out that are, are grateful for the things that you've done, the tactics that you've used, yeah, and actually point. support the tactics that you've used in, as opposed to you you could have you could have gotten lucky you could have gotten uh, a lot of kids out of dangerous situations but where is the overall massive like rising tide of people that you have saved which what's you what does you shout I've saved seven thousand women and children genuinely if you have where people, are they I I wouldn't even say just where are they but why do you need to consistently be making documentaries and films about them when you say that they are to this day still being hunted by the traffickers that you helped them escape from? The, the, the severity mm. that you speak of, that you campaign, the severity that you speak of that you uh, fundraise off of should also, by the same token, uh, lead to a certain level of discretion that normal people in, in these these law enforcement places, they, they handle these cases with, with a lot more discretion and humility. Yeah. Um, and, and just and again, safety and yeah, delicacy begs the question, why are you the man to do these things? And does it have a lot more to do with, again, that whiteboard leading to the millions of dollars leading to the sizzle that brings people to the covenant that is ultimately his goal is yeah. Mormonism is true. It is, this is an American continent that is supposed to be living the American covenant. And if you really believe those things, you will do whatever it takes to ignore what you view as satanic forces of socialism and systemic reform in favor of what your your dogmas and what your your Mormon ideals are for how to solve these problems. But if your donors don't know that that's the tactics that you're taking, they just see you as a nice guy who is doing these heroic things. They're not actually getting the full picture. They're, they're only getting your version of it that you get to profit off of. That's cult-like behavior. Yeah. It's not fair to the children out there that you're trying to save. It's not fair to the donors. It's not fair to anyone. But it, your, your bank account and uh, follower base still maintains their support regardless of, of facts like this. Mm -hmm. How Tim Ballard saves the kids. He opens uh, places in, in Haiti, like I mentioned, 
that are orphanages that become for-profit and says for DC own home of Zion placing placing Haitian children into forever families I had a follower of mine after I put these different slides on my Instagram who told me that their their brother two of their brothers were actually uh, into their Mormon family were were adopted into their family through this this orphanage that Tim Ballard took over for basically what I call moving children that he says are 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 being trafficked in Haiti using this type of really uh, emotionally charged horrible language to basically just describe children in one orphanage that he's moved to another one mm. of the ones that he profits off of their adoptions and that and then and then also kind of spiritually profits off of them by placing them with wealthy Mormon wealthy Mormon American families um, the ways that he he saves the kids is, is it's a lot of prayer I'm not disregarding the, the spiritual experiences of people and and hoping and praying for things to come about but it becomes very serious and uh, actually a detriment when you put too much faith in that as a method to save sex traffic kids and as I mentioned before there's a picture on screen that he has showed at one of his conferences of a, a little girl about to be assaulted on a bed and Jesus's hand reaches through and his description of this uh, painting is he says that the atonement of the Mormon Jesus Christ is the only way to truly heal a child after being sex trafficked can we just stop there for a second because yes, that's absolutely may. disgusting in my point of view that's not to say that I don't think it's possible that religion can help people and heal them in certain ways everyone heals from trauma differently that's not to say that's not possible but he's saying the only way to heal children after being sex trafficked is through the atonement. It just, again, it shows his cards. It's like, this is my ultimate goal is to bring you into Mormonism, which we've talked about before is verifiably false and dangerous and further harms children. And so it just really frustrates me. And there's been people in the comments that are like, yeah, what's the aftercare? What is he actually doing to help these children once he extracts them out of these allegedly extracts him out of these situations is he putting anything in place that can help them become healed and and happy and in situations where it doesn't happen again like Kara was saying are they just going to fall back into it because nothing has been done to change the root of the problem only to change the symptom it's just really frustrating do you have anything it's to very add surprising there? because uh if that whiteboard is any indication I asked earlier what his end goal was, and it's like, well, there's being the Mormon, the, the next Mormon Messiah, but there's also making a, a lot of money with yeah. uh, book sales. And it seems odd to me that he would show his cards in that way because he's alienating everybody else who is not Mormon, that this is the answer, you know? Yeah. And so Natalie just posted also the only way to, the only way is to atone for your sins and your sin is being abused, right? What are they atoning for what are they asking for forgiveness for it's just really backwards it's victim blaming it's shaming especially if oh my gosh i'm just now realizing if you were to bring a child who was sex trafficked into the mormon church that teaches that your virtue is everything that teaches that once you have someone once someone has taken your virtue you're basically worthless especially as a woman we get we talk about the chewed gum analogy all the time the licked cupcake these are object lessons that i personally had 
as a child growing up in Mormonism about how you don't want to be a used piece of chewing gum or a licked cupcake. And if you're putting that child into this system that tells them they are a used piece of, piece of trash, how is that going to help them? It's not. Not only, not only that, but you're going from one place of being powerless to another, another place. place where you have no control. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the worst place you can end up <laughs> after you need to recover and from I'm laughing so I don't cry because it's so awful. And I, there's just so many layers to this and we could talk all about it and we do on our podcast, but I don't want to get into it because I know we're running low on time here, but I just had to point out that that is so awful and gross and I really, 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 truly hope that these kids who are allegedly saved by him are actually being helped in a real way with therapy and support and people around them, if they're being adopted into homes, who are helping them release themselves of the horrors that they have been through, not just by saying, come to church with us, we have the answers, which again, I'm not saying church cannot help, I'm saying specifically the Mormon church is not the right place for someone who has been sex trafficked. Yeah, if you have a choice to uh, play this this Messiah role and lean into this kind of Rambo figure and, and get the attention and the applause and also be able to fortify this wall of, of any accusations that might come up because of actual things that you allegedly, uh, uh, misconduct that you've engaged in, does it not just, just beg the question, why go through all of that work to do these things, to, to create this figure, if you are actually in tune with saving, saving the children as your root, your, your, your real whole entire intention while bringing children, whether through adoption or, or otherwise saying that the way to heal is through the atonement of Jesus Christ, but not just any atonement through the specific brand that is, that is Mormonism, that is through the, yeah. the baptismal covenants that you make and the, uh, the service and the belief and devotion to the Mormon prophets to not speak ill of the Lord's anointed, everything that goes along with how you are supposed able to access the atonement of Jesus Christ within Mormonism, all again, yes, it suffocates down the very things that, that victims of these horrific crimes, it suffocates down the actual ways that that healing could go forward. But because of somebody's, their, their theology and overall belief in, in what America should be as, as a theocracy, it really is telling that it's not about the best interest of the kids. Yeah, It's about a whole other thing, whiteboard and what he sees as the ways to combat the problems to what he sees as the ways to heal from the problems. Mm -hmm. All of that and ignore along the way the real systemic abuses that have gone on for decades since the foundation of Mormonism with Joseph Smith up till today and the church purposely uh, making sure that they do not have to have their leaders be mandatory reporters uh, if somebody confesses of a crime against children or otherwise, that that, is, that stays within the church walls so that 
which has happened time and time again. This is not a theory. This is not a, a what if. That does happen, that when you put those types of policies in place in the church, those, those, those crimes can continue to go on purposely because of the church's fear of, of lawsuits and, and covering their own behind mm-hmm. and not because of the church's uh, actual interest in protecting kids. Yep. So on every angle, bringing children into the church and the church itself do not have the best interest of children at heart because yes. the policies that actually protect children are not ones that Tim Ballard or the Mormon church employ. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious. There's no way around that. Do, chi- do children have a safer time inside institutions where background checks and mandatory reporters are necessary, even if it's not a perfect system? Is that at least a really good start? Or are they, or are they safer where those uh, people in these ecclesiastical leadership roles that are taught to them that they speak for God and conditioned to obey authority and that their ways are higher than my ways and God speaks through his servants? Or, or is that type of institution, or children healthier inside that type of institution without the background checks? I think anyone with any sense knows it's it's the it's the former, right? So yeah. it's it's not about, um, from Mormon Church to Tim Ballard, it's not about actually how to save the kids. And I promise I'm wrapping up. <laughs> swear <laughs> on my life. Okay, last, last couple slides. So uh, back to Jimmy Rex on how Tim Ballard saves the kids. This is a really important clue into Tim Ballard's narcissism and his ego. And even Jimmy Rex, again, went on these, op- uh, these, these stings, these, these jumps with Tim Ballard and really believed in the cause, how he says that Tim Ballard, if he had originally had good intentions for it, he, his ego got lost along the way and it stopped being about the kids. And I said, well, I wanted to say it in a way like essentially what happened is Tim and Paul got in a big fight. Um, it was over a couple of things. It started, um, I'll just tell you guys how it started is Tim and, and Paul were at one of, it's a fundraiser that I threw. We were sponsoring multiple organizations. Children Need Families had just launched. I got to help a lot of those families that were adopting people get their um, sponsorships. It was beautiful. I got to go with my ex-bishop and go to the houses of these families when they found out they were getting donated $20,000 to be able to donate kids, or excuse me, to, to adopt, donate the money to adopt the kids. Um, had a chance to go with uh, Tim and his wife and actually Janet, the weird psychic lady, um, was part of that. And uh, that's a whole other conversation we'll get into. But um, she was actually really nice. Um, I didn't know she was a psychic, never knew that until Paul told me later. But we're at this event raising money. We raised $150,000 at the charity. Again, Sean Reyes was the guy auctioning everything off. It was really beautiful. And all of a sudden we were talking about the Nazarene Fund and there had been a really beautiful story that, and Andy and Paul had been a part of it. And they showed a picture and it was the picture was this girl they'd rescued being reunited with reunited with her mom. I mean, we're all in tears, 200 of us at the event, all of us in tears. And, um, and the picture was Paul, Andy, and this little girl, I think. I'm, I just remember that Tim wasn't in it because this is what the fight was about. All of a sudden, in the middle of the speech, I'm on the stage, Tim and his wife sitting front row, like, get up and walk out. And so I'm kind of like, what is going on? I could tell they're pissed. And Paul kind of goes around there, and I kind of had a chance to sneak off a minute later. And they're yelling at each other, full on. Paul and Tim are, like, fighting in the back of this club at the Sky Club in Salt Lake. And I'm like, what? Guys, what is going on? And Tim was pissed. Tim's wife was like, how dare you show a picture that Tim's not in and you're not giving us any credit. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it's not about who the hell cares who gets the credit. It was this big fight over. It was really petty and ridiculous. And from that day forward, um, 
seemed like there was a chism between them and us. Uh, also at that time, Tim had kicked out a few other people. I was really close. There was a guy named Dutch that used to go undercover as a Navy SEAL guy. It was awesome. He somehow for some reason got removed. Dave Lopez got kicked out. Found out later that was for a business deal that Tim wanted to be a part of that. So as you can see from Jimmy Rex's retelling of the, the ways that Tim Ballard saves the kids, he, he needs to be front and center in the pictures that these rescues, it's not about the fact that the, the child has been, has been rescued and, and whoever is even associated with that rescue, who cares if they're in a picture? Who, it's, it's about fundraising and it's about image and perception control and Tim Ballard, as I would classify uh, as like kind of a, a classic narcissist, needs people to know that he is the one. You, you that face and name should always be associated with these things that are being done in his organization. And he'll be damned if he's not if recognized. He's not recognized for a <laughs> that he'll storm out of a fundraiser. And somebody who is, is this person that people believe is, is so close to God and is, is working to save children and, and do God's will in this way, it just doesn't align with anything within my understanding of, of how a true person in touch with, with the, the Jesus Christ that the best interpretation one that we at least learn about would act, but it does say a lot about uh, somebody who is in touch with the opposite, is in touch mm. with his, his ego and yeah. his, his brand and doesn't want anyone in his circle to minimize that. The Joseph Smith brand. <laughs> Unfortunately. And uh, so that leads me to my final clips about Ward Radio that I have been promising. We have arrived, We folks. have arrived. So I, uh, I'm watching Ward Radio a couple nights ago where they're, again, taking you back to the beginning as they're discussing what we know, everything we know, and there are just so many people within this chat that are fans of Ward Radio or fans of Tim Ballard who are incapable of approaching this subject with any kind of uh, skepticism of Tim Ballard. They've already bought in hook, line, and sinker that no matter who talks to these women, they're, they're making it up. This is all a calculated plan for political reasons, for people working for Satan. And uh, I really like what Cardin's wife, Brittany, says here. And it actually inspired me to leave the comment that I did. So, like I said, felt like she said the thing. I was like, Brittany, I'm on the vibe with you. This comment section is not on the right vibe. So look <laughs> at what she says here. Yeah. Okay, also, cool. before we move on, can I say something? Yes. Okay. So I've been watching the chat and... I'm not going to call anyone individually, but there's a lot of low vibrational energy people in the chat tonight. So oh, yeah. I think it's easy to hate and criticize. I'm asking everyone to maybe vibe a little higher in your energy, maybe come with a little bit more empathy and understanding going forward. Hey, I don't, I don't know what that say. means, but it sounds great. I mean, cool. uh, vibe oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that the Jonah guy, he honestly doesn't know what that means because he calls me a psycho for speaking up for victims like this. So she's trying to bring the right energy. And so with that intention posed by one of the hosts of Ward Radio, I then decided to say this. I think this is the right clip. What's the most 
uh, damning evidence for Tim in this whole equa equation. Sorry, before I say that, before I, I post what I, the question that I, the what if question that I posed to the, the host there at Word Radio, uh, I think it's important to also play this clip of what Cardin said would be the most damning evidence against Tim Ballard. So if anyone is watching this and they can't believe that Tim could possibly be doing these things, Cardin describes how he has talked to uh, three different people, I believe, he says, that he trusts, that he thinks are you know really smart men who have talked to these alleged victims. And he says that these men, they believe the victims. So here's what, what Cardin has to say about what, why he is kind of coming over to that, that side a little bit, but he goes back and forth on, on what he actually believes throughout this whole podcast. And for me, it's the fact that everybody I trust that has spoken to these women has said they believe them. Yeah. Some have been dubious about evidence and, you know, been like, why now? Or is this political? Or they've asked questions and they've challenged, and they've pushed back and so on and so forth. But all of them have come out saying, I believe them. And, and this is a conversation that I've had with some of the pro Tim Ballard people. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Some, mm -hmm. Every once in a while, somebody that's, you know, very pro Tim and, and thinks this is just another matrix matrix attack from the, the liberal left and so on and so forth and wants to call me and, and thank me for not just, you know, uh, jumping on the bandwagon. I always remind them, I'm like, look, you're not thanking me for anything, bro, because this isn't a tribal effort. I'm not on your team. And if just by me giving a neutral approach to this issue and trying to sterilize it of emotion as much as possible and 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 replace emotion with evidence and be as ethical as I can in approaching it, just because you're so used to being like treated horribly that when you get neutral treatment, you think it's like pro treatment. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not your friend in this issue. And the biggest hurdle that the pro Tim Ballard folks are going to have to overcome is the straight up believability of these women, because if they're swaying these people that I've talked to that I view as completely serious, rational and intelligent actors, uh, then they can sway uh, anybody. So like Card describes here, he's he's talked to a lot of these people and he's he's acting again as if he's as unbiased as possible, which we all kind of want to think of ourselves as unbiased as possible. But as I, again, you want to remember back to what I said at the very beginning, the way that he's really stacked the deck against people who even have criticisms of things mm -hmm. that legitimately should be criticized. Um, it's, it's again, playing this, this facade that I'm, I'm neutral. I'm on your team. I'm not on anyone's team. I mean, like I'm, I'm just trying to, to look at the facts and the evidence, but if in the doing of that, you are giving people a false perception of what that evidence is that you've studied this, you know, everything you are lulling people into this, this completely, uh, mixed up reality when all you need to be doing is what I'm trying to do in this is point people to what I hope would be the empathy that they should have for women that are in these shoes. That should be the, the majority of the conversation. And then to what do the, the facts and the evidence of what is released in these documents by Davis County investigators, what those say, everything else is uh, just people trying to tell you why the, you should believe them. Why are they, why you're the least biased person? Why I don't need anyone to believe me. I need people to go look to the other place and I need people to be in touch with their own like inner knowing of how they would act 
if they were in the same shoes as these women. I think that's the entire discussion that, that Mormon podcasters like this are missing. But the next is the clip of where I say the thing. And it is really, really telling. What I love about this is not only did they have to read my comment, but they also, uh, Cardin has to actually come face to face with, I use the word oral. That is what Eric says mm -hmm. in his video, Eric's Mustos that I just played of what the women are alleging. It's not hand-holding, it's not even just naked showers. And from my my information and my intel of women who have talked to, to these people, I'm assuming people like like uh, Cardin's friends who are, who are retelling this information to them, I'm assuming that they have probably also heard the, the very nitty-gritty, gross, manipulative details that go all the way to, you know, these types of sex acts. But they, they but the, the podcasters, they themselves don't want to address what is actually the, the allegation itself, because that's too scary. So when I ask this question to them, it is honestly quite the admission that they, for the first time almost in this entire podcast, are they addressing the severity of what I'm talking about, combining all of those factors, going back to the beginning of what are the women alleging? It is sexual exploitation. It is a spiritual manipulation. Why, if we know that Tim Ballard and his former OUR operatives who believed in his cause and worked for him could not believe that his intelligence was Janet Russell, this psychic, and that it was Tim saying, this is this psychic is all approved by M. Russell Ballard. These women are also saying that M. Russell Ballard approved of this couple's ruse, this sexual exploitation to, to form this chemistry. That is also their allegation. Mm -hmm. So we need to actually put that at the front and center of of how evil a person has to be, because that's allegations. The allegations are not a, a slip up of a whoopsie of something. We need to actually confront it. And so I make the, the hosts of, of Ward Radio confront that and look at the kind of delicate language that uh, Cardin uses. And also, if you like this, please pay me back for that super chat. <laughs> Real quick before yeah. you play it. I just wanted to point out and acknowledge that we definitely have biases. Everyone has biases. I think, however, it's What's the more most? dangerous to have a bias on the side of not believing a victim. And the reason that we have a bias to believe the victim is because we have seen all of the stories and we have done all of the research and we've interviewed all the people who have been abused and who are victims of this. And so, yes, we are going to sway more to the side of it probably happened because all signs point to yes. So I just have to state for the record that yes of course we have our own biases but it's because of all of the work we have put into to drop this fantasy perspective of the way that we grew up as mormon and drop all of the the things that they are taught to ignore like intuition we are taught to ignore anyone who's in a position of power doing something wrong well that's clearly just the adversary trying to take them down we have actively had to reprogram our brains to look at things from a new perspective a realistic perspective and so that is our bias just had to say that yeah and that's perfect because from what i was saying at the very beginning if these women are supposedly supposed to, to be coming forward and people yeah show us your evidence put your name like especially men this ward radio and this chat and these different people who are just demanding you're going to make allegations you're going to tear down the good name of somebody you better have evidence to back it up you better put your your name behind it, the, this, there's so much of, yes, a bias that should actually be included to understanding who Tim Ballard is to 
begin with, but mm -hmm. nobody has even, not nobody, but so many of these Mormon people and Tim Ballard fanatics have not begun to understand why you should be biased in a way yeah. against Tim Ballard. I'm not saying that just because you have 1,000 types of fraud that you engage in, that the one you also engage in is, is sexual exploitation, but it is definitely within the uh, possibility that if I was like a prosecuting attorney in a trial, would I not bring up the 1,000 acts uh, and misdeeds and manipulations and lies to build the understanding in the case of who, what the, the character, character is of this yeah. person is, and that it is fully within the possibilities without the victims ever presenting the evidence, without them getting on the witness stand, that at least baseline the allegations have merit because of what we know all previous yeah, to, exactly. to, to this understanding, right? So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I'm not burying the lead, all right? We're doing it and let's roll clip. My uh, question is up there on the thing. They did not want to post it. Commenting. <laughs> that is a reference to a joke that Kimmy Gibbler makes on Full House. Okay. And play. Spam and Tang. Okay, I, I don't know how I'm gonna euphemize Just euphemize this, it, bro. <laughs> okay, uh, so he's saying now, what if Tim made them the the women do that type of engagement? <laughs> yeah, like Eric said, yeah. but it wasn't on a trip. It was in their interviews, and M. Russell Ballard approved it, and they are too embarrassed to come forward because of the shame. Well, that's what? like left field. That's that's some. I think that's some yeah. pretty extreme speculation. Uh, to I, like now. I mean, yeah, a little look bit. At what? what? <laughs> to, I was just yeah, gonna say a little bit of speculation. <laughs> now to give yeah. to give ahead, credence to the conversations I've been privy privy to to the alleged victims is yeah. uh, apparently ones I've talked to. Though uh, in the Jimmy Rex podcast, it was intimated. I just okay. So real quick, I just want to pause that. And look at how quickly it goes from, whoa, that's out of left field. Whoa, whoa, speculation, you think much? Holy crap, what a thing to say. Not only am I uh, explaining something that it could, it could be 100%, that could, that could be a uh, series of combination of factors of it happening in the office, in it being approved by Emerson Ballard and the women being too afraid and ashamed to come forward. You know, it wasn't on a trip that, that all of this came together. The facts could come out one day and it, the women could tell their stories and it couldn't, it doesn't have to be that, but it is my understanding so far from my sources of what the women have actually been alleging. And then you piece together what their statements are as well from their attorney, what other friends and uh, former friends of Tim Ballard have been saying from Jimmy Rex to Eric Mustos. So it goes from, whoa, that's impossible. But all I'm doing is I'm just, I'm just presenting you with a what if of this is my best guess as to what this man is actually capable of. But the, the hosts there at Ward Radio are saying that's impossible. That's, in, that's insane. Nobody, nobody could ever do that. That's their initial reaction, if you notice. Yeah. And then immediately they start to calm down. And look what Cardin says here is because he starts going, well, actually, it has been intimated. And in the most careful language that he can, he's saying that it has been communicated to him that there is something to that effect. But he then tries to backtrack. He tries to walk that back 
by by saying that there's it's impossible that it could be all of those things at once. Wow. And if you look again at Brad Whitbeck's face as Cardin admits that that it did go to, to those extremes in, in in some fashion. Look at look at Brad's face just kind of have this this pedestal of a wow, I didn't realize that. That's the entire thing that we're supposed to be talking about. We're supposed to be talking <laughs> about what the actual allegations are. Why is your face face going, oh wow. If you actually listen to what the women are actually alleging, I'm just kind of putting it in different words and giving some more specifics. But if you actually interacted with the information, you would understand that that face should have gone, oh, months ago, years yeah. ago, or at least days ago. It shouldn't take a super chat from somebody putting these pieces together and presenting it to you for you, for, for your, your comrade here on Word Radio to tell you that, yeah, I haven't, wanna, I haven't wanted to spend this entire podcast saying, he did this, this, and this, but now that it's presented to us, I guess I will, in my in my most honest way I possible, it's retell that yes, that that's kind of what's been explained to me. Uh, to give ahead, credence to the conversations I've been privy, privy to to the alleged victims is yeah. uh, apparently ones I've talked to, though uh, in the Jimmy Rex podcast, it was intimated that supposedly it was further. I've never talked to um, anybody that's intimated anything that far. And again, we're euphemizing this for YouTube, but that gray area that Spam and Tang um, is referring to has been intimated to me. Um, now, again, um, really? yeah, but separately, what's funny is, is we're getting what I call the Hillary Clinton, Bill Burr effect, mm -hmm. like Bill Burr one time in an interview with somebody who was founding a bunch of like anti Hillary, Hillary Clinton conspiracies, like literally said, bro, 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 like slow down. You, you can choose like one or two of these and I'll believe you, but she can't be in the Illuminati, a Freemason and doing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this, that like, like, I bet you she's probably killed somebody and I bet you she might've been in a secret organization <laughs> once. Right. But, but she can't be guilty of all seven of these things you're saying at once, or else like she couldn't wake up in the morning without having a heart attack. There would just be just too much evil all at once. Right. So, um, what Spam and Tang is saying here is I could believe based off what has been intimated to me that maybe one of those three could be true. And that's one of those three is the accusation. You know, I, I bet you the average person might believe, oh, well, maybe, you know, he name dropped M. Russell Ballard's name too hard once. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, maybe these ladies, oh, yeah, maybe they're not coming forward because of the shame. Or that oh, maybe once on an operation with an attractive operative when he had a chance, either in his office or elsewhere, maybe he did go too far. I don't think all three at once under the approval of M. Russell Ballard, that's just an, uh, that's just an over... Oh, that's just too much all at once. That, that person would have a heart attack when they walked out the front door in the morning, right? So, um, oh, yeah, we can move on to the next super chat, I think. Shalice, what's your reaction to that? So, we had to mute ourselves so there was no echo, but I was just screaming <laughs> the whole time like, are you kidding me? Why the hell does. <laughs> needing to believe all these things even matter why does it matter that your brain can't comprehend that all of those things are true it's almost like 
the same thing that people do with Joseph Smith, and I just have to use the same analogy because it's the world they're coming from. Well, maybe he practiced polygamy, but I can't believe that he practiced polygamy with 14-year-old girls. I can't believe that he practiced polygamy and actually had sex with them. I can't believe there's no possible way that he practiced polygamy and had sex with his live-in maid in the barn and his wife caught him. That's just yeah. too unbelievable, guys. That's where but... I'm trying to coin that phrase, and yet they did, or yet he did. What you is You can't the... believe it from the very beginning. This is where I'm trying to piece it all together for you guys. Every single thing that has come out and Mormon's reaction to it, it started with that can't be possible. And yet it was, it was released by the church. Yeah. It was the denouncement from the church. It was reprinted in Deseret. It was from a reputable source. It was from actual people from the insiders of OUR. Everything within this Mormon sphere from Joseph Smith to con men, like, like Tim Ballard, there is a perception control that they have got people in line with that they cannot contemplate that they could be possible of doing these things and it is in that that they do those things because yes. people cannot believe it because they have that power yeah. because the perception is so that they know that people hold them to such a high standard that they could literally do anything at this point and no one would believe it because that can't be possible it's just i'm so angry that that was his argument that was his leg to stand on that it just can't be true guys like can we <laughs> on top of that they couldn't even put your super chat on the screen they had to address it from a distance yeah. and you know what people like you and me i'm also gonna get really feisty right now you guys talk i've been hanging out with uh shalice and jonathan all weekend <laughs> and they do fantastic interviews with former cult members of all different types and backgrounds, backgrounds and yeah. and experiences and they battle every day trying to not get demonetized mm -hmm. because the descriptions of of what it is like to be under a a cult leader's uh abuse does have a lot of graphic wording to it to be able to tell that story mm -hmm. honestly and they spend constant hours trying to 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 make sure that they do not get demonetized and their videos can exist on YouTube they put in extra but besides just their fantastic interviews and all of the work they put into their youtube channel cults to consciousness they work so hard to be able to tell the stories accurately and also still be able to make a living at at producing this content that is helpful and valuable to 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 the community right? yeah. and and ultimately to spread a bigger reach that's yeah. really that's really yeah. what it boils down to yeah if a, if a video gets demonetized youtube doesn't pitch it as hard a lot of times our videos get age restricted as well which essentially kills the video so we of course wanted to have the most reach possible because we want these people's stories to be heard by the most amount of people yeah. possible yeah. yeah people are coming on and bearing their souls and if oh my gosh if hit, who's the guy on ward rated what's his name is it brian who's the guy that was just talking like that couldn't possibly be true that's Cardin. Cardin. okay if Cardin's rule applied to all of our videos they're all made up. They yeah. are all made up. You would not believe, yeah. guys, the things that we hear in these interviews. That's why I wanted you guys on this video. Yeah. Just yeah. break your brain and break your heart. They are so insane 
that honestly, every time I'm like, I've heard everything. It couldn't possibly get worse. And then, then Wednesday's I, video comes up and we're like, oh, okay, now we've heard it. And then I go to Jonathan, like, you're not going to believe what happened. Then this, then this, and then th And he's like, babe, I can't. This is too no, much right it's, now. It's like, can we not cult today? <laughs> <laughs> because, can we just take a break? Because it is so insane, the things that are happening. And maybe that's why also I'm just so angry. And just because you can't imagine it happening does yeah. not mean that it's not true. Yeah. But also, it's just the very fact that it was a speculation. What, it was a hypothetical. Yeah, I you said, know. what if? I couldn't even what entertain if? the possibility. Yeah. yeah, just entertain the possibility and try to go about this as unbiased as possible. Because if you know, like I said, the uh, amount of deception and fraud Tim Ballard has engaged in up to this point before the allegations ever came out, and it has nothing likely to do with some type of political hit job because he wants to run for Senate. But instead, that is his smokescreen. That is what his... One of his former good friends, Eric Musto, said in his video that this is like a smokescreen, something to throw up and distract people and give people a, a reason to distrust the allegations that are coming forward. So if, if Tim Ballard is already engaged in this level of, of fraud up to this point that people don't even know about, and then you mm -hmm. add on to that. Why is it so unbelievable? It's, 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 it is believable that these things could be so wild and disgusting but for some reason yeah there's this perception that has gotten a hold of so many people's minds that they think that is that is just wild it can be speculative that's fine you can say mm -hmm. you know you'd, you'd have to have evidence for that and i think that the evidence will come out eventually to to support that what if that i said mm -hmm. but it shouldn't have such a reaction that that is out of the realm of possibilities if you were paying attention yeah you know? yeah and again, the other thing I was going to say about your channel, too, is you guys put your your face, your reputation, your time on the line to produce this amazing content, knowing that the way that the stories kind of do need to be told are going to put you at risk for, for being demonetized and those things. And if you have a commitment to trying to tell that story, like that's something that you're really going to you're going to engage in, in the best way to tell that story as accurately as possible with, with the kind of graphic details that it takes. Why in the world does somebody who says that they, they delight in truth, they wanna to get to the truth, everything that we, they know, you have to bring up the word oral. If that is what is being alleged, and that is part of what Eric Musto said, they, they, they talk about in this interview that they've, they've listened to Eric, they've listened to Greg yeah, Madsen, why talked they, to women, they so they've talked to Jimmy Rex. Why can't you, you start from, from what the actual allegations are from yeah. your friends, from people in your circles and your Mormon conservative circles. And it's, it's, it's graphic, you know, to use the word oral, but if that is part of what is being alleged and you, you need to piece those pieces on top of everything to, to form it together, it is an indicator to me that you were just not honestly trying to, to, to support these women and these victims. Okay. Because you can, you can read my comment from spam and tang. <laughs> And you can say the word oral and and if you are pursuing the truth for your audience come hell or high water that should always be at, at front and center of of what the discussion is the substance of it yeah but is it is it because you you were just so afraid of of negotiating with your belief in what mormon men could do if you actually approach it honestly mm -hmm. or do you just get to hide behind another smoke screen of oh we don't want to get demonetized for youtube Shalise and Jonathan are constantly trying to tell stories as accurately as possible, and they risk those types of things. And I think it uh, 
is uh, necessary to have honest conversations that people at Ward Radio do the same. Speak about the actual issues as they are. Yeah, and and the fact that they wouldn't even say it, and I don't know if it was a demonetization thing because they're like, I don't know the YouTube thing, but I'm like, they can't even say say the the word. word. Now, I also have to put into context that oral in Mormon sense is a huge sin outside of marriage. And someone mentioned in the comments, Mormons aren't allowed to have oral. That was something that was in the, happened in the 80s, that even among married couples, they couldn't have oral sex that has been reversed. So they're like, do whatever you're comfortable with within your marriage. But I just have to point out that I bet the reason that they didn't even want to entertain that as a possibility, even though they clearly knew it existed within the evidence that they were clearly familiar with, was probably because they know the extreme ramifications of a woman who is giving oral to someone who is not her husband. And they're like, well, would someone who is a true member of the church do that? This is me speculating. They're probably thinking that's kind of a reach because yeah, you'll get a a slap on the hand for this or that. And maybe it happened on the trip. And can we really say that that was a sin? But to think about the possibility of oral, which is a huge sin in Mormonism happening, not on one of the stings or not in a situation where it was necessary which why would that ever be necessary because you know that's the thing if if somebody brings an oral into the equation there's a lot of gray areas but any rational person which i think when you bring oral into the occasion uh, uh, equation you know there's no excuse for that there's right, no couple's right. ruse if tim ballard had to actually face that accusation as it is right now yeah it's not hand holding it's not like cuddling and cuddling. kissing in public yeah. To, to fool the sex traffickers right. that you're really a couple to be this go-between. Everybody knows that once you bring oral into the occasion, occasion, equation, equation, <laughs> I've been streaming for three hours. They know that, that that is sexual exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way around it. So I think that they just didn't even want to entertain the possibility of it because they know the spiritual ramifications of doing that within Mormonism, because they think there's no possible way that that could be true if he were doing these stings with the couple's ruse. I think there's a lot of layers, but it is incredibly dishonest. And I know that's what you wanted to point out, that they wouldn't bring that up in a video that's everything you need to know about Tim Ballard when they clearly knew it existed and they were just tiptoeing around around it. it. And it's not until I posted that where where Cardin's like, it has been intimated to me of things to that degree. But it's there's just no way it could be all of those things again let's follow the Uh, path of what's most likely here at every point you did not think that that the things that you've made podcasts about every day of like it couldn't be from the church but it is and yet it couldn't be this and yet i'm just uh want to wrap up this by saying i'm passionate about this because i care about these subjects about about exploitation of people that's why i make the content that i do to help people recognize where their autonomy has been taken from them, where it's been given away and recognize these these patterns of abuse. And if if Mormons themselves are seeing some some big, uh, you know, explosive scandal with Tim Ballard and their instinct is to, is to only side with the guy on their team because for whatever reason, he is the one ending the exploitation that is your pet project, your pet peeve, as it has been explained to you through propaganda, you are not helping further the cause of of actually getting to the root of what our society needs it's it's fulfilling a lot of other needs for you and your group but our society needs people who are willing to look at this evidence and actually stand up for women and it just breaks my heart the 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 women these these alleged victims as i will say of tim ballard the the fear that they are living in right now i hope people also understand that this is very serious uh when they are uh not wanting to 
for years speak out against this organization that they have believed in that something that they could say could then just like in the Mormon church, you don't want to speak out against people because you still believe in the cause and, and something that you say could, could, uh, hinder people's faith in that thing. You want it to keep continuing and you think it's, it's a you problem and, and you'll be able to figure it out. But then enough women, enough people are allied with them to say, no, there's an actual change that needs to be made here. So yeah. it is, it is women who are, uh, a, a lot of variables could be true in different sexual uh, like sexual um, misconduct allegations, regardless of everything that's been that's been done with other men, other reasons and other political biases, if you want to actually address the issues here, you have to confront that these women, they cared about the organization. They are like conservative Mormon women who our best understanding is were taken advantage of on that premise for what they were trying to do. And how do we protect women and protect anyone who cares enough to, to move forward in the, the ways that they think they're going to best serve, yet they get taken advantage of, they get exploited when they're trying to, to end the problems that we, we all hopefully want to end. How, what, where's the, the ends justifying the means when we, we don't believe these women? And it's very serious that a lot of these, these Tim Ballard fanatics, the reason why I wanted to name this podcast about why Tim Ballard is, is like a, a cult leader is to help people understand everything that I just said, yes, but also the, the next degree and layer is, is the fanaticism my comment section anyone who's who's been critical of tim ballard being accused of the worst things almost like it's a a, 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 a marching order from tim ballard from his statement at the spear fund initially that people people who from the very beginning have been trying to tear down this movement are kind of working for the sex traffickers like this comes directly from the top of, of where their fanaticism originates right so this is this is very uh dangerous and counterintuitive and on top of that, I hope people understand that these women are are conditioned to feel a lot of shame and feel a lot of embarrassment mm -hmm. that they shouldn't feel, but that they are speaking out against a man who what is his what is his thing? It is being an operative. It is hunting people that he views as bad guys. Here's my big here's my big kicker. Okay, think about how fearful these women are. I have on good I have on good intel that these women are extremely fearful, scared, frightened, depressed, embarrassed because somebody liked him Ballard. If you are uh on the uh on the his shooting range of bad guys and you are trying to take him down with these allegations and he has the access that he has to hunt, you know, allegedly these sex traffickers in other countries. Imagine if that lens and that focus and that attention is applied to people who are are messing with his his perceptions and his propaganda and what he views as his ultimate goals. Think about everything that I just said, and if somebody's trying to mess with that with very real allegations. Yeah. If that focus is applied to them, how much fear they live in. Those those you know, Navy SEAL friends, those C former CIA friends of Tim Ballard, if that type of uh, attention is applied, not to the, the sex traffickers, but is to applied to the women and, and hunting them and making their lives miserable, you need to really understand and empathize that when that turns, that table turns back on the alleged victims, they are the ones now who are unable to get any justice because of the very type of person that that Tim Ballard has been able to become because of, yes, all of this propaganda, all of this, this idealized version of him. Mm -hmm. It's scary. And these women need to be able to feel like 
if the, the information is out there already on what kind of person Tim Ballard has been up to this point, they will be believed if they can they can present the evidence and they can come forward with an honest um, retelling of their story and be able to move forward in their lives eventually without shame and 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 knock this this cult leader off of his pedestal. So this is to me all about exposing the the fraud of Tim Ballard and exposing how the very people who care about him the most care about his work and the things that he alleges that he cares about are the ones that are going to be harmed the very most. Yeah. And I also wanted to just circle back around again to speak to the reason that we were invited to be on this, which is the mental, emotional, spiritual manipulation through tactics that are very often seen in cults, these patterns, these cult leaders, the ways that they go about grooming their victims, and really just draw attention to the psychological component because like Kara was saying, it's really, really important to take everything into account. And I think the fear is a huge one. Um, I mean, I haven't even really considered until this moment the gravity of the fear based on what you were just saying about how they may be targeted next, these victims targeted again. And that's absolutely terrifying especially within the Mormon culture of being social, socially ostracized, because if oral did happen, they're going to be punished for it. And I can't stress this enough that it happens frequently. And we've all heard stories, especially I'm sure you've heard these too, Kara, where victims of assault are often punished by their bishops as if they wanted it, it, it a sexual act that they need to repent for. It's just atrocious. And so if any of that were to come out, if any, I don't know if that any of these women are married, it could end them in a very real way within the Utah community, within their social circles, within their families even. It is possible to be ostracized from their families. So we just wanted to come on. We wanted to talk about all of these different psychological components. We wanted to show that video clip and immortalize this response as far as Mormon men just having no comprehension that that could be possible just because it sounds so left field to them when in reality we know that this stuff goes on. We've platformed people who have been victims of abuse within Mormonism. Kara's done multiple interviews uh, with victims with Mormon stories and John DeLynn and people who are being victimized and the church is covering it up. And so it just goes to show, again, the lens that they are perceiving this through, which is a very privileged, yeah. very, like, there's no possible way because they are not exposing themselves to the realities of this. And that's not totally their fault because it's so easy to shield yourself from these horror stories that are coming from your own church because they teach you to immediately discount it as anti-Mormon propaganda. Anything that paints the church in a bad light is something that you need to stay away from. Only look at faith promoting faith-promoting sources. So I'm not saying that they have an excuse to not dive into the nitty-gritty, but I'm also saying I can understand why they're a little bit shielded from that. So we just wanted to come on, talk about all of this, give you guys more of a full picture within the psychological cult perspective, within the growing up in Mormonism as we have perspective, and within the perspective of 
all the damn research. Yeah, Kara thank here you, Kara. Has put in these hours and hours. <laughs> Super of thorough, as usual. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you, Kara, for taking the time. Thank the you guys for taking the time. Yeah, the endless hours. I am on my vacation right now. She but... is. She's on vacation in LA. Yeah. <laughs> and here yeah, we exactly. are. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Thank you for that wrap up. Um, it's really gonna have to unfold throughout time to see exactly if these women come forward what they what they have to say. But I hope that everybody who uh Lisa's in Mormon, ex Mormon, in out of the church, never Mormon, anybody we can all just kind of rally around what the best practices are for people who are trying to end such horrific things like the trafficking of children, what kind of conduct uh, the the type of person Tim Ballard is and what, what he's shown to be, if that is a person who we trust with the funds, the money, the respect to actually tackle this and uh, take, take the uh, women seriously as they come forward and realize that a lot of things are possible and like Shelley said there's a place of privilege that many people live in but the women now who are you know allegedly living with the the like it's alleged two marriages have been broken up over this mm. two two women have been in their their bishop's office with uh I, I don't know the exact details of what's gone down but i know that two marriages have been broken up over this and Jimmy Rex t talks about uh, moving on to possible full-blown affairs with these women and we really have to get serious about the exploitation of all people children women men and it starts with who those leaders are to end that cause and what kind of character they have looking yeah. at the evidence looking at it seriously to actually attack it not politicizing it not making uh, you know, religious, satanic uh, decrees about the character of somebody who criticizes it, but actually really engage with the arguments for the best of our society, for our children, to end things that are detrimental to our human flourishing. I agree. I think we covered it. Did Amen. we cover it? Amen. We did. All right. <laughs> well, and if you um, don't believe me, you can also believe Elizabeth Smart, who also used to have ties with her organization, her nonprofit, Elizabeth Smart, who's obviously a famous Mormon who was who was kidnapped and sexually assaulted in some of the worst, most horrific ways. And even her organization cut ties with OUR a long time ago mm. with how their praxis went down. So if you want to paint everybody who criticizes uh, Tim Ballard as all being part of one camp, you're going to have to throw Elizabeth Smart in there gonna have to throw in all the other experts that I mentioned on sex trafficking you're gonna throw in all of the other former friends of Tim Ballard who listen to these women and it's your your list it's, it's gonna be a kind of crushing shelf of how many people are are going to have to be dismissed and discounted and these women they they have their real stories I hope they'll be able to tell them and won't be dismissed like all these other people are yeah. so it's it's a real serious topic and thank you guys for sticking with us to address this today thank you so much to Shalise and Jonathan <laughs> I'm here in their studio thank in you. LA and they've been so lovely and wonderful and I uh, just want to do an extra pitch that if you enjoy this content I have again so many other videos and podcasts coming out this is my full-time job now and it takes resources and money to be able to do this so I have links yes. below to my donor box and my Venmo those are both part of my nuance hug foundation now which is a 501c3 nonprofit so those are all 
donations can be tax deductible in the United States. And that really helps me be able to pay my bills. And I have a board, I have a, a salary so that I can be able to do this research and be able to articulate these ideas that I think are really important. And I uh, thank you guys so much for, for subscribing to this channel and following me on all the platforms. Please, please uh, subscribe to their channel, Cults <laughs> to Consciousness. They're, they're, the, they're the real ones. They're the real ones. So uh, <laughs> they you. make As fantastic are you, yeah, work. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug or say? Just make sure to follow their channel, um, Cults to Consciousness. Subscribe to Kara because she has amazing stuff How on there. And she's funny. Guys, yeah. I'm not funny. She's really <laughs> funny. We, we talk about serious, gruesome stuff, and I get a few jokes in there when the time is right, but for the most part, it's uh, they're hard listens. But Kara over here has really funny content that will have you rolling if you understand Mormonism and all of those fun little inside well, jokes. thank you. <laughs> I had I used to live in LA, and my husband and I were comedians here, and I had to leave LA and move to Salt Lake to actually be a comedian, and so. I, this is the only niche I can exist in, basically. <laughs> this is the only thing I know backwards and forwards. So All thank right. you, guys. We'll let you go. Please uh, visit those links down below, and I will catch you later on another episode of the Mormon History Hoedown. Please check out all of those links below. Bye.